questions. You're all good. <coughs> ready? So sad. So mad you're not letting me go in the spinning chair, but whatever. Makes <laughs> <coughs> too much noise, man. You make too much noise. Uh, I try not to, actually. I try to be a man of few words. Although, having a podcast is going to change that, I think. Yeah. Alright. What's up, man? Are we on the air? We are on the air right now. On the air. Whoa, oh, the airwaves and such. So I'm famous now? I mean, possibly. One day? Depends when now if it is. If the viewers like me enough? Do you know what's crazy is that now could be tomorrow. We're getting to that already, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> I mean, why not? Time's just a construct. Yes. Indeed. Is it? Um, no, it's I've, a social construct. I've yeah. watched a TED talk about how if you fly in like a rocket ship, and I forget where, but you fly for five years, you come back down to Earth, and everyone on Earth is aged 30 years, but you've only aged five years or something. Yeah, gravi- gravity affects time. Really? Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. Not, I don't think it's well. Shit, I'm no expert in it. Even though I studied astrophysics, uh, we didn't we didn't get to bending time yet. But theoretically, I think yeah, time time moves slower. Yeah, it's weird, very weird. So like Interstellar depicts it depicts it very well. Okay. Yeah, if you've ever seen it. I haven't. You haven't? No, Interstellar okay. is that a movie? Yeah. Okay. It's great. Oh, is dude, as good as my top, one though? of my top three movies for sure. Anyway, we'll 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 watch that eventually. Sounds like a date. <laughs> so I I'm gonna get straight into like straight our relationship. Okay, let's it's get something... to it. talk about how I hated you. Not hated you, but didn't like you the first time I met yeah, you. Yeah, we both disliked each other. That's fantastic. And actually. that's something I think we will remind ourselves for the rest of our lives. Definitely. Yeah, because it's it's our friendship is something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. It's pretty wicked. Yeah. It's pretty what wicked. What were your first impressions of me? Just for a friendly reminder. Mm, let's see. Um, well, I thought <laughs> I thought that you um I don't know how to describe it. So you know how. You're very appreciative of a lot of things. Mm. That annoyed me. <laughs> really? Like, you would, we would be doing something, and then we'd be in, like, breakout rooms, uh-huh. right, for a discovery, and yeah, then we'd yeah. get over a breakout room, and then you'd interrupt everyone or not let the programming go on, just so you could say how much you appreciated it, and I was like, God, get a load of this guy. Wait, <laughs> hold up, run me back. So whenever like a panelist like would come up? No, so like <clears throat> micro coaching are we we you know how we'd go in those break rooms and discuss what the day was about? So like say if it was about decision making, we oh. go into like groups of four and we talk about decision making, we talk about uh-huh. all like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we'd get out of the group and then um, I, the owner discoverer would be like, okay, moving on. And you're like, I just wanted to say how much I appreciated the conversation with all these people, and I was like. Oh, fuck, did I? Yeah, all the time. And it was like, it only bothered me because how consistent it was. It was like, (laughs) okay, Alex, we get it. You appreciate it. Let's move on. (laughs) Uh, That's probably the basis why a lot of people disliked me. Mm. And then there was also, 
Which is ironic, because I thought you were a psycho, but as people have pointed out to me, I also have my ways um, mm. of psyching up. So, that one's like, okay. Did you, did you feel like I was a psycho? Well, you know one of the reasons why I really didn't like you? is because the owner liked you more than me, and ah. that pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tables turned for that one. In due time, they yeah. they did well. Okay, we don't. Know <laughs> yeah, we don't that. know for a fact. I mean, both ways we don't know for a fact. Well, yeah, yeah, we don't. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I didn't know that. It just felt like that. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, that's son of a bitch. Because <laughs> going in, I was like, okay, I ruined like my interview was wicked. I was like, okay, you're gonna love me, and mm. no one else had like was like had potential to be that. And then you were there, and I was like, man. <laughs> He's, like, in the way of my success. <laughs> uh, but it has been cool. I've been doing a lot of events with him recently, and they've been really wicked. Uh, the what? The events with uh, uh, D.Y.? With the owner of D.Y. Okay. Yeah. That's wicked. It's been wicked. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool that we still have relationships with them. Mm. But, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've told you this many times now. Yeah. But I'm absolutely blessed to have you around, and I think... Our friendship is something very... Well, one, I've never seen it anywhere else. It's unique, else. for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just the the fact that... Well, actually, I let's bring up the story where we first both recollect having the most respect for each other. Is it the same story or is it a different story? Oh, actually, I'm curious to know if it's the same story. Okay. You, you go. So, I think there's the obvious story that I think I know which one you're thinking of, but one that for some reason stands out for me. So the funniest thing is I don't think I would have been friends with you unless I had to drive my brother to school early, causing me to come to Discovery early, and then you were always there. And I hate sitting in silence when someone is there, so obviously I entertained, like, conversation the entire time. Um, But the first time I remember gaining some respect for you is when you just came back from your trip to New Brunswick I think oh with that yeah and then I came back and I gave you a hug and we were talking and then we started talking about like um your history of relationships and you told me something you did in the relationship that I was like wow like not that's man of him but like that's really respectful of him to do that because it was so like thoughtful. I don't necessarily remember what it was. Okay, I was gonna ask. Yeah. But like it, it was um. Oh, it might not have been completely legal either. <laughs> but like. Oh, was that when I broke the law and then went back anyways? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was like. Yeah. Like I respected. Because I that, pro- yeah, I yeah. promised I promised a, a girlfriend mm, of mine a gift. Yeah. And to me, right? Okay, that's what it was. And to me, like. Honesty is huge for me, and when I make a promise, I don't let it, like, I, I don't let it not happen, but I've seen mm-hmm. that so much, like, people made promises to me and not followed through, and I don't necessarily count on promises from people. So when you told me, not only did you follow through on your promise from your ex, but you broke the law too, it was like... Doing it, yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was the first moment where I really respected you, and I think me... <laughs> Respect an outlaw. I know, oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, me... You and I sharing that moment and that respect I had for you led to me feeling comfortable to the event I think you're going to talk about. Mm, yeah, that's <clears throat> funny. That's 
See, I didn't think you had that much respect. Well, I guess it wasn't, like, fully, but, like, it's still... I, I didn't, didn't think necessarily you... like you, but I could still respect you. Right, okay, fair point, fair <laughs> but point. But, like, yeah, I, we... I still thought you were a suck, but I did respect you for that. <laughs> yeah, because that, that August, I mm. believe, Yeah. it was when I was going through it with uh, yeah. my ex at the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Blast in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, really? Do I you didn't remember know that. You that conversation told... that we had? I remember, because we had a few conversations about that ex and, like, my relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, yeah, anyway, it's, this is not my, my episode, but... No. Oh, okay, that's funny that that was uh, the first moment you remember. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, yeah. So that's way before the one I was going to talk about. Is there about the community, the community service project? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Because that's, the, I think, one of the most impactful ones for both of us. For I sure. think that made me like you. Like, that moment allowed me to like you, but it was, like, the moment before there I just respected you. Because mm. I respect some people I don't like. Yeah. Yeah, because they still have, like... Two different things. Some but, values that mm-hmm. are still good. And but our personalities just don't necessarily match. Like, you mm. and I, we're not very similar in personality. Oh, hell no. Uh, what was oh, that? hell no. What was that thing you told me? It was, like... Um, in peace with himself, but at, at war, war with, with the, the world, world or at war, war with, with yourself, <laughs> and at yeah. peace with the world. And yeah, we're, like, we're literally that definition. We're the polar, yeah, we're polar opposite. Our personalities, our values, although we share some values, we also, I think, prioritize and value some other things as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just to recap that. So the saying is, um, would you rather be at peace with yourself and at war with the world or at peace with the world and at war with yourself? <laughs> and we were talking about this, like, what, a week ago? A week and a half? Yeah, no, something like I, that. I was back home two weeks ago. So okay, we yeah, whatever. Weeks. Not really relevant, but, yeah, we were saying how Reese is more of the um, be at war with yourself and at peace with the world. Yeah. And I'm the complete opposite way around. Mm-hmm. Peace with myself and at war with the, the world. But, yeah, that was funny. But, yeah, so that, that event that happened, so we were working on a community service project. Do they know about Discovery? Like, when we're talking I mean, about a community service project, do they have any idea what we're talking about? Well, we can explain it briefly. Okay, we will. Like, sure. basically, it's that we had a, we were tasked with doing a project to serve the community. Mm-hmm. Pretty self-explanatory. Easy peasy. Basically, um, our team had to do a, free, a, a few workarounds, but basically our project... <laughs> was uh <laughs> we it was uh we wanted to raise awareness on addictions because a, a teammate of ours uh was a recovered addict and um anyway so as we were working on this project we gathered up at my place one day and um we sat down we started talking about if we had reached out to the people we wanted to reach out to so basically we wanted to go into schools and do presentations with paramedics and health units just to, you know, give education to students at the same time as doing an event. Anywho, so while we were talking about that, we were saying how uh, we reached out to certain to certain people. I had felt like was lying to me about having actually reached out to the people I had tasked them to reach out to, which was one one person. But um, I didn't I didn't call him out on it. I didn't say anything about it I just asked him if he did and he said no I mean it was more complicated than that but basically the, the, it was no and I think it was what 
five, ten minutes after you had said no, you had admitted to lying to us mm. in front of our faces, which was like, wow. Mm. Yeah, it was like, so you'd ask me, but wasn't it, because I thought I was still lying about it. Because basically... You kept I lying was, about it for a bit, yeah. Like, I was nervous about asking them, then I decided not to ask, and then I had this lie going on for, like, a couple weeks in the project, but then it's like, it's normally... Like, I used to be pretty good at lying because I did it so much. Oops. Mm. Um, but, like, <laughs> with things like this, because I just felt so out of my comfort zone, right? So I was, like, kind of going with it, but then I just felt guilty that I didn't execute the lies good as possible. <laughs> <laughs> So then there was like the moment we were sitting down and you guys, I think you looked at me in the eyes and you're like, did you reach out yet? And like, you could just see my face and you were like, is there something you want to say? And I was like, oh, did I actually say yeah, that? Yeah. You're like, is there something you want to say? Oh, like I, I see your that. body because my body language was like, I'm in. <laughs> I think later after you had first said that you, you, you had talked to them and they didn't want to. Yeah, so I still lied. I was yeah. like, talk, and then we were talking, and I think someone like briefly mentioned the reaching out, and then I was, you looked at me in the eyes, and you're like, "This is something you want to say," and I was like, "Yeah." So yeah. I've been lying the entire time. And the best part about that was there was another group member there, okay, mm. and he wasn't sure how to react, and he looks over at Alex, and Alex it was like, "I had man, I did not see this coming," but I was like, "Okay." Like, sweet. And I was like, what? And, huh, I, what? Looked, and I looked over the other group member, and the shock on his face was unreal. He was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I remember, like, thanking you for being honest. In that yeah. Because I was, I was very happy you came clean. That was something I've never, like, experienced before. That's why I got so good at lying. Cause, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because most people wouldn't take that well. And to be fair, I wasn't happy. No, I couldn't yeah. imagine you were. Yeah, I wasn't. Be li- I lied about a group project for weeks. Like, that's not something I'm yeah. proud of. But. Yeah. Couples were like, oh, no, I haven't answered back yet, or haven't had the time, or pushing it off and pushing it off. And, and then that day you are like, yeah, no, contacted them. They're not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because uh, I was trying to end the lie there. Yeah. Ended up not mattering because our project got scratched. Yeah, oh, yeah, completely <laughs> scratched. But... Man, we sure did try anyway. And yeah, that, that was that's when I started liking you because not only did I have like a more like <clears throat> sense of respect for you, that's when I'm like, okay, like this is a person that I can get to know more because like I stick to my values a lot, and mm. I know that sounds weird because I just talked about how much I lied. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And we're, we're all human, but... Like, honesty is now a bigger value of mine because of that moment, for sure. Yeah, same um, here. Yeah, like, definitely. But that's when I was like, okay, this is the person I want to create a relationship with because of that. And now we're here. <laughs> yes. Fucking, what, two years later? Man, I didn't think you'd ever talk to me again. Because you seem like someone... After that? Very, yeah, because you you're someone who sticks with their values as well, which I think is why yeah. we work so well together. But I was like, man, this dude's going to fucking rip me apart. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the courage to go through with coming clean anyways. Mm. It's funny, like... You probably had a feeling that I knew you were lying, right? Did you? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. I think so, because, like, the lie wasn't very good, like, how I did it, 
which is weird because I've come up. Yeah, I don't know. It was like you had a lot of guilt, guilt around it. That must. I just I felt so guilty because yeah. it was something so important to us. It was a community service project, right? Like it was mm-hmm. for the community, which is why I felt so guilty lying about it. Yeah. But I was just like, man, I was so nervous doing the task you asked me to do, and I was just like, I couldn't. I didn't have the courage to do it, and I knew like that was part of my task. So. Yeah, not proud of it. It's what happened though. But that moment was amazing beyond words. Like mm. it, I yeah, I cherish it and I will continue to. I was I I think about it from time to time, and something I always laugh about when I think about it is the reaction from the other person. Oh, dude, that yeah, that was really funny. Because that was really funny. Yeah, like the in hindsight, because you weren't happy about it, and I felt not great about it. But then we were able to like talk about it. And then express how we felt. Mm-hmm. And it was just such like a controlled, safe environment. Yeah. And then, like, I don't remember if you remember this, but the um, how effective we were as a team after that, during that day, was, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, we got a lot of shit done that day. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think there, there must have been, like, a new trust aspect that helped us. But, like, we were one efficient duo, for sure. Yeah, well, we didn't. All three of us didn't let that lie get in the way of it. No, but here's the thing. Would it have been that way had you and I not acted the way we did? Oh, dude, we would have probably stopped working there if we would have went the shitty route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or at least it wouldn't have been no way near as productive. No, for sure. Because after, like, that, what, five, ten minute conversation about it, mm. where you expressed that you were uncomfortable doing so, mm. it was just like, all right. Yeah. Like, what's, what's next? What's, what are we doing next? And then I think my task after, well, we assigned me to something I felt more comfortable doing and I was excited to do. Had the project not been completely scratched, I would have been great at it. Cause then we yeah, we were me, rolling on that project. Because then we, we were assigning me to like public speaking, which is my stuff. And then, yes, that's true, yeah. And then the public speaking with Daryl. And then I put yeah, I'm yeah, a, the other I'm, two together. I'm a lot better at being a face than I am at being behind the scenes. Mm. That's another way we differ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another uh, huge difference. Uh, but yeah, I think that really set the grounds for us to be able to have all the other conversations we've had. Yeah. Like, for example, are you comfortable talking about it? By the way, all the names will be blocked out, so don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. not when you name <laughs> drop it like that. Yeah, no, like, all of those names, every name we've said is blocked out. Yeah, I can, sure. Okay. So, the conversation, we, we had this really hard conversation where uh, you were going through a lot in a past relationship of yours. Right. And, um, yeah, I was sensing it. And we were having a lot of conversations about it. And the more we were talking about the things that were going on in that relationship, I eventually realized that you felt stuck. Or at least that's what it sounded like to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, you did not like when I brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing, too. When When you started sensing all that stuff, I just stopped talking to you about the relationship. <laughs> yeah, you, you were going, yeah, and I was the one digging at it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I would have not felt comfortable asking you if you felt stuck in your relationship if we didn't have a foundation of 
trust. Mm, yeah. It's like just today, right? This morning. <clears throat> right. Where I wake up and I, you, you're late and you're not answering if we're going to hang out or <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. And I feel like it's some petty shit to get back at me from no. uh, last time that we set up a time and then I was late too. Right. And I was like, all right, like... See, here's the thing. I couldn't tell if, like, you asked that out of, like, you thought I would, or maybe there was, like, a little insecurity because of it, but mm. I was like, really? Like, <laughs> really? But it's like, you know, like, we all get those doubts, mm. no matter how well we think we know someone. Oh, yeah there's, a, from, yeah, there's a very big insecure part of my brain that likes to shine through sometimes when I wish it weren't. I sh- sure. Fucking, yeah, that's being human again, human right? condition, question mark? Yeah, you, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, it's... It's just being human. But, yeah, like, I just straight up totally, like, uh, you apologize for being late yeah. and not contacting me. I was like, hey, man, I'm all good as long as it wasn't some petty shit to get back at me. Yeah. And it's very crude to say that. Yeah. But, yeah. like, we both are okay with that sort of communication. So we, I think yeah. we both appreciate it. And then when you reacted with, really? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going to call this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not having this conversation turn shitty when it doesn't need to be. Yeah, no, for sure. And that solved it right there. I called you. You said good morning. I said good morning. <laughs> I think asked I you said how you good were. morning, beautiful, for proper Oh, yes, it might be. Might yeah. be, might be. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that ended there. It was like, hey, I, yeah, what did I tell you? I was just like... Didn't think you did, just wanted to make sure you didn't. Right, yeah, yeah. It was just the thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to express it. Yeah. And the thought was expressed. It was understood. And you reassured me, which was great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just like all, all this sort of shit. And then coming back to that conversation with your, your ex where I was like, do you feel stuck? And then I stopped talking about my relationship for a while. <laughs> Actually, you didn't talk to me for a week. Was it? Oh, not just about the relationship. Just, just period for a week. I don't remember actively doing that but that makes sense yeah you didn't talk to me for a week and then we didn't talk really about the relationship unless i brought it up (laughs) for a while (laughs) yeah so i knew you really and i remember when i asked you that question you went quiet for a solid minute i think and then had a very uh i don't know if the tone is annoyed but it was just like not having it tone and like the conversation's Mm. done tone if that makes any sense. <laughs> this conversation is... Oh, Pretty yeah, much, yeah. I do remember shortening... Because I was, I was on a walk when we had this conversation. Mm. And I remember, um, as soon as you asked that question, like I actively remember changing the route of my walk so it would end quicker. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh, wow. the conversation ended when I got back to my house, right? Well, also I you think. were like, yeah, okay, I'm something along the lines of I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about yeah. this. It was said differently, but... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a hard conversation. Extremely hard. Mm. Made me think. Yeah, it did. And I think... I don't remember ignoring you for a week, though. I believe it. I sure remember it. Yeah, yeah. It was at least five business days. (laughs) Five business days? At least. (laughs) Yeah. It was hard. It was... I felt felt bad, but also I knew it was... I had to ask it. It needed to be, yeah. Because you were... Like, you were going through some things, and it was not okay. Mm. And, yeah, it was... Anyway. And then that conversation led to, I think, at least five more. Quite a few more. 
definitely got the ball rolling on some introspection. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't anything I didn't know. It was things I was scared to admit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like those were extremely important conversations. There's not... Like, the conversations you and I have, I don't feel comfortable having those conversations with... Many other people. Yeah, I can think of one, and that's it. Yeah. But even then, not to, like, the level that we have and this is something I want to share with people the level of conversation we can have because one I want more of it Mm. and two I wish it for other people yeah definitely it's it's unique yeah and we take care of like each other Mm. like when we both think like we're seeing something in the wrong way we're very good at clarifying Yes. Like, when we were talking today about potential living situations, like, we made sure we, like, expressed how we felt about it clearly, even though it wasn't like anyone was offending anyone else, Mm. as we wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. Right. Like, when we were talking about my date there, that I was like... Oh, that too. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, like, it's... We, we respect the hell out of each other's ideas, opinions, and we, we seek to understand each other, which Keyboards. Jay would be so proud right now. <laughs> Seven habits of highly effective people, <laughs> baby. <laughs> mm. I think I actually finally finished that book. Yeah. I read the teen one first because I found the adult one just a little too intense. So then after I finished the teen one, I was like, okay. And then you I moved on to the adult? Then I did the audiobook of the adult because okay. I could do that during my walks and stuff. Nice. Yeah. It's a good book. It's a, it's a good book. I should finish it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, would, would he really be proud? Because we were supposed to finish it by the end of Discovery. I don't think he'll Minor matter details. at what time. Minor I, I, detail. I don't think he cares at what time. No. I think he'd just be I, proud that it's finished and understood and utilized. I think he'd be proud that people of our age are willingly reading books of that genre. Because, mm. like, he said on some of the events I've done with him, like, um, he said names are blocked out, right? Like, yeah. read. Um, he's done. <laughs> Is that the air freshener? Yeah, you can the... restart that sentence because that <clears throat> might be blocked out. Um, so when I've done an event with someone else from um, DY, he was talking about how he's really been enjoying some psychology books from, I think the psychologist was Adam Grant. Um, and then, yeah, he's a good one. Heard that name before, yeah. I really like him. Um, and then, yeah, just mentioned he's like, find me another 19-year-old who's willingly p- picking up psychology books. <laughs> I was like, for my Christmas wish list, like, most of them were, like, leadership books, which I'm really into, or some psychology books. But the leadership genre is, like, my favorite reads, I think. But yeah, been, you went, I mean, you're still going hard, but you went hard while you were doing your coaching sessions. On, like, leadership that? books? Like, when I was in training or after training? Both, I think. You were, you were really heat reading a lot of psychology and a lot of... Uh, mm. A lot of leadership stuff. Yeah, the my reading only got less intense when I moved to Kenora. Yeah. Because I 
started working 80 hour weeks right uh let's get about you <laughs> let's get about you finally <clears throat> right okay let's one i mean you don't need to say your name but like just introduce what you're doing oh, right now names, that's not okay so yeah but that's going to be blocked out for years but anyway so um yeah say t- talk about the, the shit you did this summer okay that was insane yeah and talk please talk about like what got you to there so like grade 12 gap years yes okay yes and then what i'm doing now yes we'll circle it yes okay please okay. so yeah over the summer <laughs> over the summer i had um a really cool privilege of being a forest firefighter up in northern ontario i was stationed in Kenora, so it's really close to the manitoba border for anyone who knows geography i sure don't um, <laughs> So that was amazing. It was four and a half months. Um, and so essentially, like, if there was a fire that they found, we'd be helicoptered in, right? So then we're not leaving until the fire's out. So, like, a long day was, like, 17 hours, I think, was the longest day. I think I might have done one 18-hour. I think most of them were 17 hours. And then, like, a short day when you're on the fire is, like, 14 or 13 there was a couple of days where we only did 12s, which was a short day, but essentially... That's I, ridiculous. I think... I <laughs> 12 think, being a short day. <laughs> I think I picked up somewhere along the lines of over 430 overtime hours, um, averaging out for about 75 plus. Uh, I think when I calculated it, it was like an average of 78 hours a week. 78? Yeah. Wow. So almost 80-hour work weeks. And that's like... Here's the thing. Yeah, though. pure physical right? torture. It's like yeah. pure, and but at the beginning of the summer, there was barely any overtime. It was like the month of July. I worked two consecutive <laughs> hundred-hour weeks, and it was absurd. Yeah. But yeah, it's like pure physical. Like you're walking with tons of gear on your back. I think hose packs were fifty pounds. And you're just walking all day through, it's not nice walking, like it's through brush, and you're just constantly moving hose and carrying shit and pulling shit. And... Can you talk about your mental state while you were there? <clears throat> In what sense? Like, I think. All the conversations we were having about the people you were with, and. Mm, like, the... at, at the beginning, it was a little harder for me because I was exposed to people that I wasn't exposed to. Um, where, like, I normally live, so yeah. it's a different kind of environment, um, than I was used to, but once I changed my attitude, it got really good, like, I don't know if we ever had the full circle talk about it, but I look back at all of it as a positive experience I'm glad I had. Nice. Yeah, like, at the beginning... That was, yeah, that was not the story at the beginning. <laughs> no, well, at the beginning, it was hard to adapt, like, there is, not just some attitudes, but just, like, I guess... I don't know if culture is the right word. It was just, it was hard for me to adapt. in character. Yeah, it was hard for me to adapt. But once I was able to switch my attitude and really, like, embrace from all the learning, like, I had a really good time. And I don't regret going out at all. Um, what could have affected, like, some of what I was saying is it could have been accentuated just by how hard we had to work. Mm. So, like, when I was talking to you, I was off 80-hour week sleep-deprived. So, like, that definitely didn't help whatever I was feeling. And, like, we're with our crew so often. Like, there's some disagreements. Although ours was pretty good. Like, there wasn't very many disagreements at all. Um, we 
could definitely mix them all together. It was an awesome experience to have. Um, hey, it was your first time living out on your own, right? So, when you were, yeah, like, I was... When you were not on a fire. <laughs> yeah, like, I lived... I went to Australia for a month. Oh, that's true, that's true, ago. that's true, that's true. But, yeah, this was... So, like, I had a house with two roommates, um, but then most of my sleep happened in the forest in a tent next to a fire. Woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. All right, we're back. Ha, bitch, I lied. We can't talk about that. Um, okay. Yeah, that's funny. I- I'm going to realize this more episodes I do, that there's mm. some stuff that just people can't talk about. Yeah. Even though I want them to so bad. That's okay. At least I get to learn about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My yeah. pleasure. Oh, man. But yeah, that was still a wicked experience that you had up north. And I it's am, wicked life experience, like yeah. being independent like that and learning how to work with people that um, you wouldn't necessarily think like would be compatible. Like I don't know, it was just it was really cool, and I'm really grateful for it. But it was it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of hard stories came from it, and you you definitely came back um, a stronger willed and headed person and a much more confident person as well i noticed did you i don't know i didn't yeah. i mean at, at first you had a hard time coming back did i i, I it felt like okay. it like it felt like it can you elaborate on that a bit because like cause yeah i'm me every day so i don't notice <laughs> me you know what i'm saying yeah like, like it was uh i mean we had that oh another hard conversation we have um i'll, I'll circle back around to that okay. but i remember when you came back you were burnt out once, or not once, but number, oh, number one. Oh, adrenaline withdrawals? Adrenaline withdrawals. Oh, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I remember when we both realized it, we are like, huh, that's what you're experiencing Man, right now. But like, here's the thing, it made sense, because July and, uh, like, July was a wicked month. Like, I worked an absurd oh, amount yeah. of hours. Oh, yeah. And it's like, instead of staying on a fire for, like, a week or two weeks at a time, I think my crew had a week stretch. Where we got to a fire, we actioned it, the night we slept over, in the morning we finished it, we demoed it, we went back to base, and then either that day or the next day, we went back to another fire, and we just kept doing initial attacks. And those are like the longest, hardest days. So we kept like, and those are the most stressful. Like normally once you've got a hire... that's when it's raging, right? Right? Like once you get a fire to being held, it's like, okay, you can relax a little bit, like still do your job. But you're not, like, super stressed that the fire's going to catch away and, like, cause a bigger fire. It was, like, a week and a half of just straight actioning, like, burning live fires. It was, like, so much adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And, like, so much sleep deprivation. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you guys kicked ass. Mm. Hard. Oh, yeah. Hard. Oh, I remember... Do you remember that one fire where... Um, we were, we were smoked in and people from Ottawa were yeah. texting me saying, yeah. yo, we got smoked yeah. from Northern Ontario yeah. and there was a day, um, luckily we had enough food, but like barely, but there was a day helicopters could come get you guys. Yeah. and then like we were on the brink of dehydration, like yeah. water was running low and it was like, 
Man, yeah. I really hope the smoke leaves because we're <laughs> running out of food. Yeah, that was hard. <clears throat> I remember I remember texting you when I saw the smoke in Ottawa. Being like, hey man, are you okay? Yeah. Because I knew where that was coming from. Mm, and that was yeah. the, that was the fire with the bear sighting too. So oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Oh man. Yeah, you've had you've had some wild times. No, that was there was I think three or four crews on that fire. That was a. Yeah, and there's some crews from Mexico that came and helped you guys. Relieved us, yeah. Oh, they was, relieved you guys. Okay. Well, yeah, they came in and helped with them. But that was after the fire was under control, or, okay. or maybe it was, no, the fire was being held, so then they helped us get it under control, nice. and once the fire was labeled under control, then all the Ontario crews got to leave, and then the crews from Mexico finished up. Mm. Mm. Man. Yeah. Yeah, the texts, the calls, oh man, I was such a worried dad for you, but also <laughs> like, I was living vicariously through your eyes. Man, apparently, like I was talking to my parents after, and apparently the neighbors like kept asking. Aww. And the the worst part though is so, in Fort Francis, unfortunately there was a death from a Type Two firefighter. Oh wow! And there was a helicopter crash. Oh, that's pretty close to you guys, right? Fort Francis is two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There was a helicopter crash where the pilot survived, and I believe there was a bird dog, so like the water tankers crashed, and if I'm correct, the pilot died when he crashed. Oh, wow. So, people hear about that, Yeah. and then people immediately like ask my parents, like, hey, so we heard yeah. about the deaths, how's your son? <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, come on, <laughs> you're not helping me here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure your parents would have been worried sick, yeah. Mm. Well, it's great. Like, I'm glad they feel comfortable letting me do this kind of stuff. Because I remember talking to one of my parents' friends and telling them, like, the what I'm going into. Like, I want to, I want to be a firefighter. I'm in school for firefighting we'll, now. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just, and I was telling one of my friends' um, mom's that, and she's like, "Man, if I was your mom, I'd never let you do that." And I was like, huh. thank goodness my parents don't have that <laughs> thank mindset. Thank goodness you're not my mom. <laughs> right? It's like, that's such an unnecessary comment, first of all. But, like, second of yeah, all... Yeah, that's interesting. They're just, like, like being worried for your son. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, my parents are fine with me doing professions that put my life at risk. So we're good. They're proud of you, too. Definitely. I can see it. I didn't mm-hmm. even... I've never asked them, but... They've never said it to me, but I can just tell. Mm. Yeah. No doubt. The way they they talk to me about it, like it's it's pretty cool. That is but, awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. I was worried. Everyone was worried. There's yeah. a lot. Well, like I definitely got worried when like we got smoked in once, and then. Yeah. Um, can you talk about that, by the way? Yeah, we, we've mentioned it, but. We can talk about yeah. You can talk we, about being smoked in. Okay. We got smoked in. Okay, cool. It was just part of it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, there was a fatigue issue on base because we were working so much. Well, you guys were short-staffed for the fires you guys dealt with this year. Yeah, so we were supposed to have 12 crews, and then um, some people quit earlier on in the season. They got, I think, different, more... Just different, more stable jobs because, like, for this job, Mm. to make money, you kind of have to rely on the overtime. And during April and May, we didn't know how busy the season was going to be. So, yeah. Jokes on them. <laughs> right. So people found some stable jobs and some of their dream jobs, right? So yeah. then um, we were 
shorts out, we were down to 10 crew. Most crews got made to five man to compensate for the short staffness. Wow. Um, yeah, but our fifth man wasn't um, always with us. He had some things. Other commitments, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, strongly 10 crews. And then a lot of the bases were not great, though. Like, I think Kenora finished with shy just shy of 200 red lake had over 200 fires there was one day we went to a fire um in the morning and then we're listening to the radio at night when we're getting ready to cook and it's like they just found the 16th or the 14th fire of that day (laughs) yeah (laughs) so weren't you weren't you telling me there was like a hundred and fifty thousand acre fire Oh, Kanara Fire 51, yeah. So and then they, they grow to like 600,000 or some shit? I don't know if it ever made 600,000. I think it got, I bl- this could be wrong, but the last I remember hearing was 220. I remember wow. one day, I think someone, because we were working on a fire with a couple other crews, and I think someone who was following it said it had like a 20,000 hectare day, which is absurd. <clears throat> I'm trying to put it into perspective for people who don't really know like what how big a hectare is. <laughs> I mean, like most properties in the city will be like 0. 0.4 of an acre. And oh, but that's not even acres. That's hectares. Hectares is how many acres though? Oh God, I gotta <clears throat> look this up now. Pardon me. I'm curious. Hectares to acres. Oh my god. (laughs) That is massive. Okay, so according to my quick little search here, so there's 2.471 acres per hectare. I'm just going to look up the fire to make sure I'm giving accurate. But still. That is insane. Like most, like I'd say your house is probably like 0. 0.4 of an acre. Alright, so here we have it. Kenora Fire 51 got to 200,000 hectares. 200,000? Yeah. Oh my god. Like that's... <clears throat> so we, we were, we um, that's... actioned... We, acres, we actioned Kenora Fire 51 when it was only at 20,000. And so okay. we were like, uh, we actioned a, a part. So like we were trying to... Well, yeah. So. <laughs> it was like an elbow kind of deal. So we went and we tried to like hit the elbow of it. And then I think that was like an 11-day expedition. And then by <laughs> the time we left... Kenora Fire 51 was at 50,000 hectares oh in the 11 God. days. Oh, yeah. If I, I believe so that's massive. accurate. It's so massive. Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, I don't think you could see the end of it. You have to be in the air, and even then. Yeah. Oh, well, flying in. Oh, man. Flying in and looking at, like, your crew and just looking at what we're about to go action, it was like, Okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah. How did you actually feel walking into some of these fires? So, <clears throat> I love it. 
adrenaline is like my best friend. Like I just felt so alive. It was amazing. And like there was stress too, but it was like we see the fire, we understand what we need to do. And yeah. it was like I understood the assignment, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. I was able to perform and it was, yeah, it was good. It felt it, it felt really cool. <laughs> like yeah, I, I re- did I remember I, the first fire you went on. Mm, the first yeah, the first fire I went on And it was um, a really scary one and then I was like, Oh, are you okay? Like are you are you gonna be okay? I felt more alive. Yeah, yeah, that's the response. I never felt more alive in my life. I'm like, all right, he's fine. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. And was there ever a moment where you were like, whoa? Mm, there was one fire we were actioning, and then um, I watched a tree be from perfectly fine and just blew up in flames in like a second and then all the ash came and like rained on me i was like wow oh, man the sound a tree makes when, when it just it blows flames. up on flames is i still hear it sometimes <laughs> like oh, i mean you fair that must be scary yeah yeah but that was like whoa is it like gasoline lighting up I or guess there... that's the best. That's what you can compare it. I don't know how to describe it. Right. It's yeah, just it's something a very unique out sound, of what yeah. you'll experience in this city. Like, yeah, I hope I never experience it. <laughs> I hope so too. Unless, unless you choose to become one. Yes. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then I hope you get it because yeah. that was awesome. Wow. Um, and then <clears throat> there was another whoa moment where we were flying in and just like all the treetops on fire and like seeing a tree torch up in flames so like seeing like a tree that like 10 15 feet up it was all like a wall of flame and like being able to feel the radiant heat from that tree like 20 feet away it was like that's hot wow. <laughs> oh yeah that's hot that's, that's hot <laughs> don't go near there <laughs> wow I mean, I'm sure we can talk about that fucking all night long. Oh, I get it. Well, I love talking about myself. I know. So. Well, no, no, I thought I thought you were going to say about firefighting. Oh, well, that's just myself. Speaking of which, so I do want to get to some other questions eventually, but Fair. I do want you to <laughs> share... Hard cut off seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what time is it, by the way? I know these past five quick. Oh, we got tons of time. Very good. <laughs> just, we say that now. <laughs> yeah, now, as we get into it. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so I... I'd love if you could speak about how you got to firefighting and just the feelings you get when you think about it. Yeah, so um, in high school, I wasn't really sure on what I wanted to do. I was very confused. If anyone listening is in grade 11 or 12, um, maybe you do, maybe you don't feel like this, but there was a lot of there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of anxiousness, and just, I felt lost, because a lot of people that I was friends with, or that I knew, were telling me their, like, 12-year plans, or 40-year plans, or whatever, and I remember talking to some friends, being like, yeah, this is the PhD I'm gonna get, I'm like, wow, <laughs> or like, this is the master's degree, and this mm. is the program I'm gonna take, and I'm like, damn, like, I have no idea, so then, like, and I didn't have the greatest high school experience, so I got some unflattering um, nicknames during high school, and so like I have a, um, a learning challenge which didn't make the academic portion the easiest 
for me, so there is some lowered self-esteem because of that. Do you want to get in the specifics of the learning challenge? Um, not at this moment. Okay. Maybe if, if it gets brought up later. But you can right now or later, I don't mind. Um, but essentially, like, there's a lot of confusion, and I felt lost. So I found um, a gap year program that Alex and I, that's where we met. And, Ooh. yeah, it gave me the opportunity to learn more about myself and get a better idea of who I am and, more importantly, who I wanted to be. So I think one of the first things I did in my gap year was volunteer for Red Cross as a personal disaster assistant because um, that's what I was interested in. Like, I wasn't worrying about what my passion was because I find, like, that's an intense word and that kind of implies you need to have a passion that you're going to do for 40 years, in my eyes anyways. And, like, right before that, I volunteered for the... Um, the floods in my hometown, right? So I was like, okay, disasters are pretty sick. So I volunteered into that, um, and that helped me figure out some interests. And then after the first gap year, ended up taking an additional one. Um, due to something, there was a program I was committed to, but then I think after reflection, I realized that wasn't the best fit. And Yeah, you were initially looking into trades, right? Yeah. And I think trades have a place for a lot of people. I, they just, wasn't for, for me, you. Yeah. yeah, for me it just wasn't my thing. Um, so that program got canceled because of COVID, and then it got revamped, and they were like gonna let me take it. And then I just decided, I'm like, you know what, this is not my thing. So second gap year, here we go. Ooh, and whoop. then that's when I ended up getting into coaching actually mm-hmm. because I started working with the gap year program that I used to be a part of and they kind of like opened my door to coaching and I remember how helpful it was for me so I did some schooling for that and started working with that and I <clears throat> through the network <clears throat> from the program started reaching out to tons of people from various professions of things I was interested in one of them happened to be a firefighter um talked with him a lot figured out like you know what this is something for me despite it being a hard profession my self-esteem at that point (laughs) was at a place where i believed in myself that i could make it in a hard profession um kind of got obsessed with it subscribed to some magazines read all the magazines Mm -hmm. um then my mentor recommended forest firefighting as a stepping stool for me. Did that, and then now I go to college for firefighting. Ooh. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I will want to point out that there are some times between now and then that we would see a fire truck, <laughs> and uh, this man's would low-key freak out, being like, I wish I was on that. You could physically see how excited he was to get on one of those trucks or just hear it. I'll get on one one day. Yeah. One day. One day. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> man, the fire trucks are so cool though. Like. They're badass, yeah. They're badass. It's like, uh, it's like when I used to talk to you about airplanes. Do you remember that? You know what? I used to talk, it was, um, 
like Earth used to really like talk to me about like space and that kind of stuff because oh, yeah. I was good after that. Oh yeah. And then recently we've had some good talks about like your interest in kind of what's going on world affairs kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. Hmm, and I'm just like, give me on one of those fire trucks, please. <laughs> please. <clears throat> Merci beaucoup. Yeah, you'll get there. It's just I a will. matter of time. It's a matter of time. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to set myself up in a way where it'll be as short amount of time as possible <laughs> yes yes well, I, for the record <clears throat> I think I've told you this before but your work ethic makes me look like a bitch <laughs> here's the thing though it's like I really appreciate that but like when people compliment my work ethic I don't even feel like I deserve compliments and that's where we come into the war with yourself and the peace <laughs> with the world <laughs> Like, I could be working harder, but I don't. Uh So it's like when people are like, you're working so hard, it's like, what are you talking about? Oh, case in point. I love it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Anyways, then. The the way you speak to yourself about yourself drives you to do these insane things. Well, not insane, but like just this this work ethic that has allowed you so many opportunities and has made you grow. Makes me better. Yeah. Like, I know sometimes you don't like to show off, even though sometimes you do. But this you you place. hold you hold the wasn't it Ontario record for fitness at the Okay, so it's or not was it the Ottawa. No, it's not the Ontario record. It was like it's not like a record set in stone, but it was the fastest time that that instructor had seen so it was like um but still it's the ottawa instructor right yeah but they they do go all over the place okay sometimes so that kind of makes it better actually (laughs) well like to like some places in ontario yeah i don't know like i don't i thought that was a record oh so like he told me right he told me it was a record um but then i talked to some people i worked with and they got some higher times so I think like okay. it was a record. Maybe he was talking about the day record or uh, something. Okay. But okay. one we of the instructors did say that it was the fastest time he'd seen. Mm. So it w- it was a really good time though. Yeah. But you yeah like you you push yourself man and it's mm. it's inspiring and but it's like, um yeah, it's as, badass. As soon as I knew that that fitness test was coming up like I was very disciplined. Oh yeah. Rigorously disciplined. Mm. But you still are. That transfer being over. in being college now. Yeah. You're rigorously rigorously. I think Just, like learning the discipline from like trying so hard for the fitness test and then the discipline required in forest firefighting has transferred over and made me more disciplined during college. Even even prior to you wanting firefighting that bad, you still had discipline. Sure. I did read a lot of self improvement books. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of those. You care a lot about your growth. And your... Yeah. 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 But now it's like, it's nice to have something I can target the discipline to. Oh, for sure. Like, now when I go to bed, I can just be like, I want to be a firefighter. You yeah. Know? You're... And like, when I wake up, like, that's the purpose of my existence right now. It's to become one. Yeah. You're laser focused. Yeah. Exactly. And it's... I mean, I'm practicing tie knots as, as we we're this, speaking yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Because... <laughs> By the way, he's been doing that for the entire day, basically. <laughs> since we've hung out at, like, what, 10 in, 10 in the morning? 
Yeah. Yeah. So basically for school, yeah. um, next we, semester. For the record, we're five o'clock right now. So are we really? Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've been practicing tie knots for seven hours. Somewhere around Give or there. take yeah, a couple yeah. breaks here and yeah. there. Um, but we need to know some of the knots. We're doing ice water rescue next semester. And we're one of the only colleges who can do that because some of the other colleges have had some close calls and some unfortunate student deaths. Oh, wow. Yeah, so our college, because of how, like, serious they take the safety and stuff, they're letting us do ice water rescue. That's awesome. Right? So I'm not going into ice water rescue <laughs> not properly prepared. That's a good idea. So yeah. I am spending time practicing and tying knots. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, I... But you don't have to. You No one prescribed you to do this. No. 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 It's of your own volition. I don't I think, know what that word means. I think that's the right word. I'm um, a fan of I'm, big words, but I'm not familiar with that word. <laughs> I'm either going to sound really smart or really stupid. Hey, if which you say I'm okay with, with both if ways. If you say it with confidence, it sounds smart <laughs> no matter what. Someone who, even if that definition is wrong, someone who knows the definition you said is wrong would think, would question if they know it or not, because how confidently oh, you can oh, say I'll it. take that, thank you. There you go. Woo-woo. But yeah, man, <clears throat> it's, um... Well, like, here's the way I look at it. I want to be the firefighter that I want pulling me out of a burning building. Mm. Like, that's the philosophy kind of passed down to me from the mentor I talked to, and a lot of things yeah. I see in, like, the fire service magazines, and that's what I feel like the job deserves. It's someone who wants to be, you know, like... So if I'm practicing nuts all the time, that's because if I'm being rescued by someone, I want that person to have spent extra time out of their day and instead of just doing what's been instructed, going above and beyond and practicing nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Should I want you burning, like pulling me out of a burning <laughs> fire? Well, that's the goal. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I want people to feel comfortable have me being the guy yeah. dragging them out of a burning building. Yeah. <laughs> So, I consider myself a pretty chubby guy, and I would not, if if I was anyone in the public, I would not, like, I'm, I'm borderline would not want myself as, like, a paramedic or a firefighter, you know? Like, I agree with that, like, oh, philosophy. Oh, like, like, if you were a paramedic or a firefighter, you wouldn't want dragging yourself out of a building, is what you mean? I wouldn't want myself driving me out of the building. Oh, okay. Right? So, like, there's, I've seen some paramedics <clears throat> where I'm like, could you help me? Mm. Like, mm. I wouldn't want that doubt. So I respect the hell out of that. That like, mm. that's one of your goals and your your fitness and in your training. Because mm. yeah, I've seen some some questionable people in some of these like high risk disciplines mm. where like people's lives depends on their physical abilities, mm-hmm. which is that's a lot. Like that's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a huge technical aspect to the jobs too. Mm. So what I think and what I hope is I'm um, like the people you might be talking about, they probably have like a really good technical advantage. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. If that's the case, great. Right. Awesome. But it's like it's hard to know and just until it happens. Physical yeah. appearance can be Yeah. 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 But there's a lot, unfortunately, there's a lot more than just running in a building and picking someone up. Mm-hmm. With the attention to detail part is the part I'm struggling with, but because I want it so bad, I'm okay with struggling with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And eventually, being part of a team, you'll be able to One day. let others mm-hmm. fill that part of you. Yeah. 
Ah, team yeah. dynamics. Just gotta keep learning. Yeah. I think that's one of the most appealing parts to me about the fire service. It's the huge team, like mm. component, and then working with people who have the same like goal as you. Yeah, and like the the amount of people who graduate and actually get hired. Oh, it's so low. What's the percentage again? Do you remember? I don't know the percentage, but our one of our instructors did say like we'll get we'll be lucky if like four of us get hired. Out of. There's 47 in that class. Woo! But like, think about it. There's like. Let's do some quick math. We're 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 a small class right now. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> there's I think 12 fire colleges in Ontario. So like tons of people are graduating. That's 8.5%. Who so here's the thing though, out of our year, now think about the people the year before that didn't get hired that are applying, and then the year before that didn't get hired and aren't applying, and all those people that didn't get hired decades ago that are applying every year competing with us. And then some wow. people who don't even have the college, right, because maybe they're going, like, a different... Like, you can get some of your NFPA certificates other ways, and some people maybe have enough experience or stuff in their life where they don't need college. So you mm. have tons of people who don't have college who are also applying. So, like, hundreds... It's huge, huge pool. Thousands of people applying yeah. for the same jobs you want. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah. That's, that's why I'm so obsessed. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, definitely a part of it, for, a big part of it for sure. Huge part, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think some people don't necessarily understand how hard it is. Like, I've been judged by some people for being so obsessed with it. And I agree there is a balance, but like yes. the way I'm looking at it is I don't want to be balanced. Like, I want to be obsessed with it until I achieve it. And then when I achieve it, then there's some room. But even then, when I achieve it, I'm going to be obsessed with being the best I can be. So basically, I'm going to be obsessed for a while. <laughs> yeah. But Which, like, we, we've had conversations about this. Yeah. Yeah, about elitism and... Mm, oh, those are some good ones. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's, a, it's an actual thing, right? Like, yeah. you, you want to be driven and the best at what you're doing because mm. you're goals dreams career fucking depend on it yeah you know like but also other people see that as threats or mm. as you know like attacks to their personal being mm. as much as it really has nothing to do with them no not necessarily besides the fact that they might be applying for your job that's the only correlation that I can see. That's the thing. Like, we're in it together in school, but I think a lot of people know that there's only, like, a couple jobs for mm -hmm. people, right? So I think... And to no fault of their own, like... Becomes a competition. For in sure. In a way, for sure. For sure, Like, yeah. this is a ridiculously hard job to get. Yeah. Right? And it's like, anyone will tell you. And, yeah, like... I don't know where I'm going with that. It's hard. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to achieve it. I'm, I'm trying really hard, but it's exhausting sometimes. <laughs> like, <Yeah. clears throat> the discipline required to right now is damn. Yeah, sometimes. but you're, you're doing it, and you've done it consistently. Mm, that's the key. Which is, like... That's consistency is the key, for sure. What's, um... Do you... I mean, tips and tricks are always kind of weird, but... Do you have any guidance as to what helped you build that mm. drive and that discipline? Waking up early. 
waking up. Yeah, you yeah. wake up, you like, you get out of bed, and that's the thing. Like waking up early is one thing, but not going on your phone right away is another thing. Like I find when I used to wake up early, but then I'd spend like twenty minutes on my phone. Mm. Like that's how I started my day. Mm. That's not great. But like now I start my day at like four thirty. I wake up, right? Do some push-ups, eat a small stack, walk to a gym, swim, walk back to residence, change, and go to school. Yeah, because you start your day like two, three hours prior to your classes, right? Um, we start our we have to be in school an hour before to check our breathing apparatuses and stuff. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, so you're still like what, two hours before your classes? You start, like, you wake up 2 Like, I wake up at 4.30. Your class starts at? Um, 8.30, but we don't have to be until 7.30. Yeah, so three hours. Mm. Yeah. Three and a half, whatever. Yeah. 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 So, like, that's where I fit my fitness in. And then after... On top of the fitness you do in class. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so we have fitness class Mondays and Thursdays, but I still work out on my own on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, And then studying after school fit in making supper how much time do you spend on studying approximately <clears throat> there's a lot like I don't like to give myself too much free time but there is I find for me to function at peak Reese like I need at peak just capacity I need a certain amount of socialization in my life mm. so I budget for that properly but like Say class ends at 4.30, mm. I'll cook, um, and then I'll listen to, I have the audiobooks for all the chapters we're learning, so I'll listen to the audiobooks, so does that count as studying while I cook and listening to audiobooks? Yeah. If it's really into your class? It yeah. is, yeah. so like an hour, then I'll eat, and then I normally have a study room booked in the library from 6 to 8, uh, I'll get back, I'll wind down. I'll go to bed because I wake up so early I have to go to bed early yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure so like, like three hours a day three, three four half, hours yeah average because yeah, I, I was I was asking just to see because I remember in high school and even um, during a gap year like due to your, your learning challenge that you've explained to me it mm-hmm. makes things even harder for you to learn <laughs> when my peers do half an hour most of the time it takes me an hour um, I find that was more applicable for some things like math, which I had last semester, like firefighter math. Um, but even still, like, there's some people that in my class that absorb knowledge like I've never seen. And just to understand what I'm learning, it does take me longer. Mm. So I, I do put in as much time as I can. Because I know it takes longer, but, like, I, I knew that, right? Like, I didn't come into college like ignorant, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, yeah. I knew that I'd have to put in more work, and it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a lot better at managing the time now, better than I was in high school. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd, I'd love for you to, to explain that learning challenge, because I think it, we, yeah. we've thrown it around a few times. But Fair. Um, so it's very specific. Yeah, it's rare. Um, I think it's the proper term or the improper written expression or the disability of the written word. I think it's another term for it. So one of the biggest hindrances I have is I have trouble expressing things in writing. Um, So your classic essays from an English class that you have to do for 
all your academic life. Um, I find very challenging. Then there's also um, understanding information is really hard. So like reading something and then processing it, I find difficult. So like sometimes I'll read words wrong. I won't read the sentence properly. Um, like wording can screw me up really easily. And sometimes if I just, I can read the sentence properly, but if I just read the sentence, I can read the sentence with all the proper words and sometimes it just won't click. But then I could read the sentence, the same sentence with emphasis on different words and then it clicks. It's, it's frustrating at times. It's really fascinating though. Um, and then that learning challenge comes with a bonus ADHD. Uh, <laughs> like I wouldn't have ADHD if I didn't have that learning challenge, but that learning challenge comes with ADHD. So that's I think most people are familiar with. Yeah. With that. Um. Yeah. Here's the thing though, like, I wouldn't be as hardworking as I am without it because I know I have to. Like I think the most important realization for me is I was jealous of my brother because that man absorbs academic information like I've never seen. He's a book smart person. He's for sure. really, yeah. he's just incredible. I'm still jealous of it. I've just come to terms with it. But it's like, <laughs> I'm so jealous. And then there's other people that I know that are super, super book smart. And then, um, I think I was having a conversation with my brother and he just mentioned, um, something about how it's really easy for me to have conversations with people mm. and because it's so easy for me I forget that that's a skill that people have to work on so what I realized after that it seems like such an insignificant conversation like it was so short but what I realized after that conversation I had with him was that although I don't have the academic skills that some people have and that I wish I had I have social skills that people wish I had. And when I was able to make that connection and be like, yeah, I have this disadvantage, but that's okay because I start a couple steps ahead of people in this side, then that's when the work ethic really kicked in. Like, when did you make that realization? Was it through the gap year? <clears throat> that was in grade 12. I okay. finished grade 12 with silver medal. So even with nice. the learning challenge, I got 90 average. Yeah, yeah, let's take a pause real quick. <laughs> even even with this learning challenge of yours, yeah, which is completely unintentional, like you have absolutely no control over this. No, it's something that you have to deal with daily. Yeah, and that makes you work twice, if not three, four times harder to learn shit. Mm. And you still push through and get sometimes even better grades than the average. Well, Ninety average is definitely better than the average person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and if we want to throw in the vice principal's award for leadership and stewardship and overcoming a challenge we can throw that in too I fucking might as well at this yeah. point like it's so I got what's my excuse I don't fucking know <laughs> but <laughs> it just goes to it's a testament to your drive mm. it's a hard re it's so much easier to make excuses <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, there was a time where, like, I'd, say for math, my friends would only have to do half an hour to complete it, and, like, mm -hmm. math would take me, like, sometimes three times as much. I would just do 30 minutes if that's all it took down. I'm like, okay, that's all it takes me. And I'd complete, like, less than half my homework. I'm like, oh, well, it's not fair. 
which wasn't true, right? Mm. But it's like it was just so much easier to make excuses. Like I didn't ask for this learning challenge, so. Yeah. Yeah. It affected not only your academic but social life as well. Mm, for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. It's like, man, the truth is not what you want to hear. That's the thing. It's like making that realization was like, man, like I don't want to work hard, but that's what's on the menu. That's what has to happen. So I can keep making excuses, or I can buckle down. Yeah, and start make actually shit, working. Make shit happen for yourself. Making yeah. shit happen. So we chose the latter on that. One. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some people that won't, right? Like, there's some people in maybe yeah. not your exact position. I but wouldn't in think a anyone two. has the exact position as anyone else. I think there's a certain level of uniqueness between everybody. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but it, I guess like the point I'm trying to make is like, in a position where there's something hindering your ability to do something mm. or a roadblock that you have ahead of you. You can give up and sit at that roadblock and let it stop you from getting to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Or you can, you know, break the roadblock, go yeah. around it, make a fucking bridge, mm. make a plane, you know, like, um, do whatever it takes for you to get past that barrier. Which I'm going to fucking talk. <laughs> I have my own barriers, but... Yeah. I mean, there's still barriers I have to get through. Mm. Some are... <laughs> easier than others but for sure like starting with the easier barriers it definitely helps yeah I like the saying of like how do you eat an elephant a bite at a time I haven't heard that one that's good though yeah that's good I, I've used that with a few friends of mine mm. that are going through like they're facing big challenges man yeah well that's how it that's how it starts like I think um that was the problem it took me a little bit to, because I, I exercise a lot because of school, and used to exercise that much, so I think what was the key for me, it was like, it doesn't have to be an hour or two hours, it can be five minutes, yeah. and it was like, okay, like, I went for a kilometer run, that's cool, I ran laps around me who would just sit down, right, so then like, when we kind of talked about this, um, building habits, it's like you build habits mm. one at a time, so instead of you overbiting them all and falling apart, yep. it's like they just come together, yep. right? So it's like starting to exercise more, waking up early, and then like putting all those together, and then it's, I'm more motivated to exercise more, and then I'm more disciplined in my time management to exercise more, and I can keep implementing that. But it started slow, and then and my body's more resilient now, like I can go for a 10K, and then my legs aren't sore the next day. Which is so awesome. Yeah, that's nuts. But like, I would die. Right? But, like, before, in the summer, like, I went for a 10K. And then my leg was sore for, like, f- over half a week. Yeah, and at the beginning of your fitness journey that I was a part of, mm-hmm. you had some fucking serious issues with your legs. Cramping up, <clears throat> like, your muscles being See, tied beyond belief. Then I started stretching a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I would go for, like, a 20-minute walk. I would stretch. And, like... We're teenage boys here. We're adults, right? Like, stretching sucks. Like, no one wants to stretch. Um, but, yeah. I but it was it was vital for you to get to the point where you are now. Yeah. Like, if I didn't spend all that time stretching, and I need to get back on top of it. Oh, are you getting back to that? Well, here's the thing. Like, 
I'm reactive, and I think most humans are. Whereas I started stretching because of the issue I had. Right. Now I don't have an issue. So you're not doing it as much? Because I'm not, I don't have to react to an issue. Yeah, you're not pre-, pre- mm. Or, pro- or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like I sh- what I should just, be doing yeah. is being proactive, and I should be stretching. I still stretch. I just, I don't not prioritize level, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry. Yeah. <coughs> Introspection. Reflection. Oh, man. Where were we at? Um, We went quite a few ways on that one. But before habits... We were talking talking about your your disability. Oh, wow. It's not a disability. So it's a a disability. I don't use that word. Yeah. It is. Uh, I think there's a stigma around that word. For sure. Really? Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting. I had, um, oh, I don't know if that'd be good to talk about. Never mind. Talk about I don't okay. think I should put that in the podcast. Oh, whatever, man. <clears throat> um, but yeah, there's definitely a stigma around disability. So mm. I use the word learning challenge. Yeah. Referring yeah. to my situation. Yeah. That's, that's something you've taught me. Mm. In what sense? I've had <clears throat> a few times where I've, spoken some things I shouldn't have. For example, retarded. Oh, yeah, we've had a good talk about that. Where yeah, yeah. which again, we couldn't have had that talk if we weren't that's both true. capable of having that talk. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, that, I, I used to use that very freely. Mm. Uh, I still do at times, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I think about that conversation a lot whenever I catch myself. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, like, I didn't really used to understand that word either. And there's a couple, like, phrases and, Mm. but. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fine line. Yeah. Like, the the importance of, like, precision of language. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been called soft for asking people not to use that word. So it's, like, it's people's, it's people's perceptions, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard time. It's a hard time right now with languages and. Using certain words. And Definitely refrain um, from yeah. trying to, like, say something that could get me into trouble. It's but hard, man. It's Because it's, it goes back to, like, the, uh, the whole, like, reality of subjective thing. Where it's, like, someone's view and emotion attached to a word or to a certain mm-hmm. reality is way different. Like... For example, I was using that word mm. retarded with absolutely nothing like behind zero it. Zero care. Like yeah, mm. but to me, it, one, it meant nothing to me. Mm. Two, it's just like I was not in, insulting anyone in my head, <clears throat> and it wasn't used to insult anyone in my right. head. Right. So to me, it was just something that was you know can be freely used, and it's gotcha. It's, it's then you brought a different perspective to my life. <laughs> well, that's yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now it's like, huh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Mm. yeah. Ah, another part where I'm grateful. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot to be grateful for. It's cool, though, like, I, I can't have those conversations with everybody. So it's cool we can have those, and, like, like we've had a couple conversations where one of us will just stop the other one dead in the tracks, explain something and they're like okay and we'll just keep yeah, going and then that's yeah. it that's the end of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like we don't attach anything or hold anything from it 
like we'll learn from it. We don't hold a grudge and we just move on and it's great. Yeah, like and and I mean like we'll still like if we don't understand it, we'll ask questions to understand it. Mhm. Like if it's not clear, we don't really believe in it or whatever like and there's no judgment to it? No. Ah, fuck. It's awesome. Yeah, like we don't make each other feel like a bag of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like not understanding it. Yeah, it's not a it's not a guilt trip. Mm. It's not a Like you didn't understand why I disliked that word originally and then you gave me the time to explain it and then yeah. it was like sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, it's great. It's one of our friendship is one of the re- uh, I shouldn't talk about this right now, but whatever, I'll say it right now. It's one of the reasons why I'm I'm starting this podcast because it's it's conversations like we have Thanks. that I want to be able to have with a plethora of other people, right? And that I want other people to be capable of having with their friends and family mm. and coworkers because it's so much more productive. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're intense at times, though, and I think there's a time and a place to have the conversations we have, and there's a time and a place to just, like, not talk about the human condition or whatever (laughs) we talk about. For sure. Like, there's times and places for both. Yeah. But I think they're extremely Mm -hmm. useful. But, like, having the capability to have these conversations is pretty wild. Yeah. It helps... uh, I mean, I don't know about you yet, but it helps me with friendships, <coughs> relationships, family, well, dynamics, with, with coworkers. Well, that, that thing that, like, you explained earlier about the group project and how mm. I confessed about lying and stuff, like, yeah. I barely lie anymore because of that moment. Really? Yeah, like, I... That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm. Proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it... It solidified your value of honesty. It the honesty value is a lot more intense now. Yeah. And like I'll be like people will ask me something. If they ask it to me straight up, it's like they don't always want to hear the truth, but I would want to hear the truth. And even if I don't like the truth, I'd want to hear it. Mm. So if I want to hear the truth, then other people deserve to hear it from me. Yeah. That's another huge thing with you and I. Mm. We don't shy away from it. <laughs> Even no. though we know we might not like to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like... When you tell me something, honestly, that's when I know. It's like... Okay, he went, he's not just pulling stuff out of thin air here. Like, he's being serious, and it's because he cares about me, which is why he's telling me this. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of, like... Um, weight with when we have these conversations mm. in the sense of like it's important to us mm-hmm. and it's not I'm here to shred you apart no this is not a, even a little bit yeah no not at all it's like I'm genuinely coming from a safe place I genuinely care about you uh, this is mutual mm. and mm. it's like I want to help you be the best person you can be mm-hmm and I'll, you know, like, yeah, all these things that are relating or permit for this safe space that we have mm-hmm. to continue and to be, you know, encouraged daily. Absolutely. Yeah. I think probably same here, but I find you can get intense at times. And like, I'm sure, I'm sure I can too, but like, there are some times where I just don't have the energy for it, man. It's like, shoot. <laughs> 
I hope you have some energy for today. <laughs> we'll make it work. Because, uh, yeah, we're... I What time is it? I hate to cut these things short, but... Yeah. How much more time do we have for this? Do we I, think, I think we can go till 6.30. Okay. So, two minutes. <laughs> 45. Yeah, well, we know how but, long that's going to feel. Yeah, exactly. So, as much as I'd love to continue about our friendship and your passions and shit, yeah. there's some base questions I like to ask in the episodes. Let's do it. I'd love to get the... Alright. It's going to be a social experiment. Have I told you about this? No, remember the conditions of this where you you didn't want to tell me anything. Oh, no. And this okay. dude is like, yeah, I'm not telling you anything. And I'm like, well, I'm not telling you the questions. No, th- that's how th- I roll best when it's um, spontaneous. <laughs> so it works. So basically, I have a part of the podcast that I'll be doing where um, there's a set set questions. And then those will be recurring. And then eventually there'll be compilations of hundreds of people, hopefully, answering to those questions. One day. Yes. Don't say hopefully, say when. <laughs> yes, one day. You're right. You're right, man. All right. Hit me. Do you like who you've become? Who you have become? <laughs> um, do I like who I have become? Yeah. Yes. There are a lot of things I don't like. And there are a lot of things I want to improve. And I think my self-image is one of those things because I don't know if you were expecting yes as an answer <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything to be fully honest either. okay fair mm-hmm. um, overall I would say yes because like, I conduct myself pretty well I'm proud of a lot of the things I've done but that doesn't mean I'm not looking to improve and better myself and be even more comfortable and happy with who I've become mm-hmm. but the last two years have been awesome in character development yeah yeah i've witnessed it so yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you've seen it well that's the you knew yeah. a version of reese who never wanted to go to school ever again yeah and you were you were really close friends with that that version yeah. and then i've enhanced because i don't like the word changed as much oh, really was that like or not necessarily that but like when people say knew me you know, like, <laughs> I think it's more like... <laughs> new Year, and, New Me. No, well, yeah. Like, I just, I think I've improved and I've enhanced, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. Great leaps and strides since mm-hmm. the person I first met. And even the person where we had that pod- podcast with the Can, can Gap. Mm. Which was a year after our gap here. All right. If you're feeling down, how do you... Uh, how do you cheer yourself up and make give yourself a better mood? Oh, vigorous exercise. Vigorous, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. But yeah. only vigorous. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Not casual, just no, like shred like, my body apart. Like, I do a lot of light conversational runs. So, like, I'll go on, like, okay. a 10K at, like, a leisure pace. You know? Like, you're just out for okay. a casual 10K. Right, just right, to, casual. Just, yeah, uh-huh. just to get the kilometers in. <laughs> So it's like, it's just to like, you know, like, okay, to get better at running, like, you want to have a lot of your kilometers just, like, slow paces, right? Like, you don't want to always push yourself, right? Okay. So it's like, if I'm trying to make myself feel better, I will run myself to the ground 
and I love it. <laughs> oh, okay, so you don't go casual, you go hard. Like, I go hard. Like, there was one time for 10K. I was having... Well, okay, so the last time that I felt like I really needed to be cheered up, I went to the YMCA mm. with a 40-pound weighted vest and did the stair climber for two hours and climbed 420 flights of stairs. Jesus Christ. Okay. That is what I do to cheer myself up. And that makes you feel good at the end of the day. Makes me feel so good. And here's the thing, though. The reason why it makes me feel so good is because I want to quit every second I do it, but not quitting and finishing it just feels so good. Mm. So it's like I put myself in a situation where I so desperately don't want to be in that I feel so good when I complete it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard a few people say that before. Mm. Well, not say that, but like they put themselves like through philosophy, like... philosophy? Like yeah, the philosophy, philosophy of pulling you, putting yourself through an impossible or like crazy challenging situation and then overcoming it. Mm. Well, like before that, I'd never used the stair climber before. Before that in- yes. instance? You've never used it? Yeah. And then you just went, eh, fuck it, why not 420 flights of stairs? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, the goal was two hours. I was like, you know what? Like, I could probably do one hour. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I make it two hours? And then I was leaving the house, and I was like, fuck it. I put my weighted vest on. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't even in the plan. No, like, I brought my weighted vest from a residence to go to the gym to do it yeah. Oh, you're a madman. <laughs> I respect you, though. Infinitely. Alright, this is a question you've already heard, but when is the last time you've given yourself self-love and actually embraced it? <clears throat> so before this recent time, it wasn't for a very long time, but I just finished my first semester of college. Whoa. And I, at one point, I didn't think I was ever going to college. So I made sure I really appreciated myself for going this far and completing a semester quite successfully. Right on. Yeah. All so good on I you. gave myself proper attention for that. Good. Oh, I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Thank I'm about you. to cry for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. I'm proud. Of, yeah, I've already said it, but I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> finishing call well the first semester anyway mm. all right um what do you hope to achieve in life well i want to make a positive difference and i want because hmm. like okay it's easy to say like I want to be, achieve this and achieve that. So, like, firefighting and, like, those kind of material things. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> ultimately, I want, if people remember me, I want them to have remembered me in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever I've done or whatever I've accomplished, I want to be accurately represented in their minds as a positive being who has helped them. You know? Like, I forget who is telling me this or where I found this, but, like, in leadership, so probably one of them leadership books, um, in leadership, they don't remember what you do for them or how many hours you stay late or 
any of that. What they remember is how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I've been. That's like on the back of my mind a lot. Yeah. I'm going to be remembered for how I make people feel. And that's important to me. That's awesome. What does happiness mean to you? Hey, man. Come on now. You know, you, you should know me by now. What does it have? Jesus. I stumped you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, happiness. I don't I I can't articulate what I'm thinking right now. Okay, verbal diarrhea that I'll, and I'll, oh, I'll try boy. to try to piece it together with you. Okay. Happiness, I think, for me, is a lot of just being thankful. Like, I find when I'm happy, it's because I'm thankful for a specific thing or event. So, like, if I'm in a joyful mood or, um, because people make, like, people make some funny jokes. So, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, and I'm happy because of it. I'm Mm. just thankful to have shared that experience with people. So then my happiness would be thankful for that moment. Or if I'm happy because I've achieved something, I'm thankful that I've been put in a position where I can achieve that thing and accomplish it. Mm. Well said for a guy who doesn't know how to articulate something. <laughs> it took me 10 seconds to piece that together. <laughs> uh, that's good. How do you go about making difficult decisions in life? Well, I like to not think about the decisions and just kind of... I'm a... Reactive. I'm a feeler. I don't like to use the logic side of my brain. <laughs> although that has been exercised more often. <laughs> yeah. Um, something I like to ask myself is what am I going to regret? So if I'm in a decision and it's like, say I really don't want to do something, it's like, what is future Reese going to regret? And it's like damn, future Reese is going to regret if I don't do this. So then I do it. Present Reese hates it. Future Reese looks back and smiles that past Reese did it. Mm. So that's the decision-making tool I use a lot. What am I going to regret? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one because you're you're seeing if it's going to match up with your values. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're checking in with yourself. That's cool. What's something you've always wanted to share with someone or the world, but you've never felt like you've had the opportunity to do so? I don't know, man. I try and be mysterious, but I can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, I don't think I have an answer for that. Uh, really? <laughs> like, nothing's coming to my mind. Like, there's not this one secret I've been holding on to to be super mysterious or anything. It doesn't have to be a secret. It can be, um... It can... This is a question I, I, I'm noticing I need to to narrow down a bit more but it, it can be something like an experienced or it can be um, a thought that you've had that you wish you could say someone or um, you know an emotion you felt or heck a song you've listened or some like some activity you may feel a bit of shame 
of, but you've always found that it was cool. I don't know. Do you, you get what I'm getting at, kind of thing? I sort of, the only thing that's coming to my mind, and kind of it's coming to my mind, I'll share it. Yeah. Because, um, like, when people tell me they don't know, I always ask, what's the first thing that came to your mind? Mm-hmm. Giant pressure. Yeah. Answer, so. <laughs> Doing that back on myself. I did a two-week sleepaway, like, new kayak camp between grades 10 and 11. Okay. So in the summer. Um, and it was like a leadership course and six of the days were like doing like canoeing out of nowhere. So we were in tents and it was like an 82 or 84 kilometer canoe trip total. Wow. And I think it was on the sixth day. So we were all out of it and we turned this corner and it's the only time that my, I've actually skipped a breath. Like, I didn't know the term, like, you would skip a breath because something mm. is so beautiful was actually a thing. I thought that was just something people said. Yeah, it just but as, like, a figure of speech. That mountain was so beautiful. It actually physically took my breath away. Wow. Yeah, it was, like, I wish I could see it again. It was just so, like, tall, and there was just, it was the trees and the vegetation around it was just so beautifully placed and uh, the sun and the the birds around it it was like I've never seen something that I'm going to use the word majestic like it was just so amazing wow man that sounds beautiful oh man what is that? I have no idea where it is oh fuck I was going to say, that's somewhere you should go back to. Like, it was, I know the company I did the, the canoe trip with. Okay. So maybe I could ask them what their canoe route was. <laughs> yeah, what was that canoe, <laughs> canoe route 15 years ago? <laughs> What's something you feel like you've never fully recovered from? I think there's some things from high school I've never recovered from, and I think emotionally I haven't recovered from my last relationship either. I think because it was so long, I think it's still taking me a little bit, and like it needed to end. But there's just some some things and I think insecurities that I haven't fully recovered from from it. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to get into the details more of it, or do you want to leave it at that? I think we can leave it. Yeah. For time's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time, yeah, <laughs> yeah of, of course. <laughs> All right, Reese, I'll let you get away with this one. I mean, we're running low on time, Alex. we got to yes, get through the of questions. Course. Yes, yes, and we need to go eat eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so little time. Um, time's a construct. Indeed, so <laughs> we can both. <laughs> um, What's something you think you should be talked about more? Uh, I'm not... Can you rephrase that question, please? Uh, let me try. Um, yeah. Like, what's a topic or maybe a belief or something that you feel should be more talked about in the general public? Mm. I think money and, like, how to invest. Mm. I find that... That's not really common knowledge, and you have to go elsewhere to find that, and there's not always people with the proper intentions. 
So I like I wish I knew how to utilize my money to maximum efficiency. That's wicked. And I'm I'm working on it. Um, Is there some steps you can share that you've done already to like help you either gain financial financial literacy or? I think I'm just exposing myself to things you can do more. So like I've invested a little bit. Um, and then I've researched just how powerful compound interest is. And I'm not investing any at the moment because I'm in school. Mm. But I've been, like, researching compound interest. I'm like, man, I need to start investing now. And then I need to find something to do to gain even just a little bit more money. Mm. Because compound interest is, like, it's astonishing if you actually take the time to research how um, impactful it can be. Can you give us, like, an example? Yeah, so, like, I was watching this educational video. I forget from who. Okay. But it was, like, there was a situation. This was, like, two people working at the same restaurant, right? right. And then one of them started investing 200 a week. Okay. And the other guy's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. And they meet up at 30, right? And then at 30, so the one guy stays investing at 200 a week, a week or yeah. a month. I don't know what it was. Probably just a month. Yeah. Probably yeah. a month. Yeah. 200 a month. And then the other guy is like, because I'm just starting now, I'm gonna invest 300, right? So right. they're 30 at this age, and then it gets to, um, it goes to when they're 60 years old. Right. And the guy who invested 300, 300 a month, okay. was like, yeah, I made, I think it was about 1.1 million, and even. The, oh wow! In 30 years, approximately. Mm, okay. Right. And then the guy who was investing 200 was like, I made 1.7, and it was like the guy who was investing 300 overall invested thousands of dollars more than the guy who only invested 200 but because he started early he ended up accumulating way more money right just by just because he started early and because of the compound interest and when i watched that i was like and this was recent so this is like if you ask me that question it's the first time you've you've talked about it if you asked me that question a month ago i don't know if i would have had an answer but it's like I, i watched that video so recently and I was like wow like that's insane that is fucking nuts it's crazy Hmm. is there a specific like account that you can do compound interest in do you know um because I I know TFSAs are a thing but oh that's okay that far I don't know enough but I know it's a huge thing right now where like people are trying to teach teens how to be rich because it's something that we are not taught in high school. Mm, for sure. Well, I was while I was working for uh, competencies without a classroom. Right. Great podcast. Mm. And um, I was on there, by the way. Don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> oh man, I didn't see your episode. I don't think. Did you edit it? Uh, I can't remember. We're talking. No, I think it was the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I got to your episode. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I was on that podcast too. No big deal. <laughs> But it, uh, yeah, the the number one thing that most guests on that podcast ask or think that eighteen year olds should learn is financial literacy. Is it? That in makes high sense. School. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think I think it was uh, I want to say something between like uh, this is really broad, but I think between thirty to forty percent of yeah. guests, the rest was all split between different things. So it was like five percent here, five percent there. But oh then, like, wow. Thirty percent of guests. Or something odd like that. Um, I think they have an infographic on that for their their first their first season. Um, yeah, a huge amount of the guests were like financial literacies, like the main thing we wish we would have learned. 
and they sense. think they would add to the curriculum. Well, like, when I was ignorant to financial literacy, I wouldn't have said that because I had no idea. But now that I'm exposing myself to it and realizing what I'm missing out on because I don't have that knowledge yet, it's like, that would have been nice to know. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully there's some young folks listening. They can hopefully find their own way. That'd yeah, be, well, I That'd be freaking it. cool. I'm imagine trying to you, find my own way, too. Like, imagine you listen, you, you get an email from someone or someone just finds you on the street and they're like, hey, remember that podcast you did like <laughs> you 20 know years ago? really rewarding was when someone told me I'm the reason they took a gap year. Oh. That is a moment I don't think I'll ever forget. How did that happen? Uh, it was just an event with like discovery or because okay. uh, I, I worked a little bit with the Canadian Gap Year Association yeah yeah I've done events I've done some YouTube videos for them and I work yeah. tons with discovery so I do like a bunch of um, info sessions and things with them and I yeah. guess like I'm, I may I had a really compelling story about the bullying I received in high school and it really hit home with someone because they were experiencing the same thing and I just I was super honest and vulnerable with the situation and they told me and it was like wow like that was so humbling to hear that's amazing like sometimes i forget like when i'm saying these things like i'm actually making an impact on people right and like they can interpret these stories and it can mean so much more to them than i could ever imagine that's fucking powerful yeah oh, fuck i know it's yeah it's as <laughs> that fucks <laughs> <laughs> that fucks hard that fucks hard oh yeah oh for sure yeah, our first podcast episode, me and you did with the can with gap. The can gap, that yeah, was pretty I've, cool. I've had a few people reach out and be like, "Hey, Reese's story, like." Um, not even they're not even reaching out about yours. Yeah, <laughs> no, fuck me, <laughs> fuck that. They're like, oh, "Hey, your friend man. Reese, yeah." This is they don't give a shit about me. Come on, I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. It's fucking hilarious. But um, that, yeah, yeah, they reached out and they were like, "Hey, yeah, like I really related with your friend." Man, you should tell them to reach out to me. I'd love to I did. Them. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pretty young, so I think they mm. got a bit intimidated. But fair enough. Just the fact that they were moved by your story was really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised I didn't tell you before. I thought I did. Hey, you mentioned one of them. Maybe. Maybe. Wicked. Uh, oh, I think you're going to have a hard time with this one. What's your favorite quote? You suck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. The first one that came to my mind isn't necessarily my favorite. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I know. I know it wasn't gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I mean, you can share a few if you'd like. Oh, I'm blanking, man. I, I don't like that I'm blanking right now because I love good quotes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we genuinely come back to it? Like when we I can, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. not come back to it as if I want to ignore the question. Like no, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I need a second. <laughs> sure. Well, it'll you come can to take me. the second now. It'll come to me. I just they're not. What, let's let's start with the first one that that came to my mind. mind. Yeah, okay, yeah. we didn't lose. We just ran out of time. Ooh, spicy. Vincent Lombardi, super famous football coach, and his thing was winning all the time. And I think why it's so impactful for me is because he used to be my idol when it came to leadership. And then I learned about John Wooden, who's my new idol of leadership, and he doesn't believe in winning. 
Which is why... He doesn't believe in winning? No. He believes in successes and failures. He doesn't believe in winning and losing. Interesting. So the reason why that Lombardi quote is so impactful for me is because I used to relate to that so much. But now mm-hmm. it's like the person who I now look up to for leadership is like winning's not a thing to him. Like you, you can ask any of the people he coached and he would never say, he never said the word of win or lose. Mm. And I, like, I, th- I feel like he's got a quote that is impactful to me, but I just not remember. No, that's right okay. Now. It didn't help that I was like, I think you're going to have a hard time. No, I've got to refrain from There's like a that. couple of good. I mean, that one's pretty good already with the explanation. With the explanation, yeah. it makes it a lot yeah, better. it's pretty nice. Yeah, we'll have to come back to it. Cause, no, no worries. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of a good quote. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll There's come back to it word? later. This book, oh. the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yes. That Optimistic was, nihilism. That was a great book, and there's this quote that I'm trying to remember from it, and it was fantastic. Did you need to Google it? Take your time. <sighs> okay. This is important. It, it's a fantastic quote, man. Yeah. positive experience is a negative experience and accepting a negative experience is a positive experience oh that's spicy yeah, that's a it's a powerful one oh. it's a powerful one can you run that one more time please? yeah just so it sinks into everyone <laughs> just so it sinks in wanting positive ex- wanting a positive experience is a negative experience and accepting a negative experience is a positive experience that's cool yeah, that's really. That good. was a. I think that read was so influential for me because I've had tr- like problems giving too many fucks. <laughs> yeah. And then after that one, I read "Unfuck Yourself." And like, <laughs> together, even though they're from different authors, was a winning combo <laughs> for self-esteem and like self-image. That was a, a right good combo. On. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Do you feel loved? Yes. I do. Moments I don't, but ultimately I do. Moments you don't? I think that's all self-inflicted, though. Like, I think mm. because I'm so hard on myself, it's, like, me. Like, I don't feel loved by myself, but, like, I feel loved by other people. Sometimes I feel neglected by people I care about. 
but there are other things they do where I'm like, damn, they really love me. And it's like those moments where I was felt neglected wasn't like isn't how they feel overall. Mm. Now I'm curious. I don't like asking about myself, but is that something I've made you feel? Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because I know like overall it wasn't what was meant to happen. And it was like we all got things in our plate, right? So it was, mm. I'm sure it was unintentional. Um, but when I moved to Kenora for forest firefighting. Really? Yeah. It was like you were Gosh. getting a lot of attention from someone else. So I felt like I was getting a lot less attention. Oh, right. Because I had just moved mm. out. Yeah. And then, and there was a special someone. Yes. And then there were like, sometimes we were supposed to call and then you prioritized someone else over me. And then I was like, mm. I, I felt it, it hurt because I moved 22 hours away. So it was like, damn. But yeah. we're all good now. It was just yeah. those moments. And I think also, like, the fact I moved away and I was so, I was a little uncomfortable in that such, like, a culture yeah. shock moving there. Definitely yeah. didn't help how I felt. Mm. But. What, um, what stopped you from mentioning that to me? You were really happy. So I didn't want to say anything or, like, change that. Aww. <laughs> In the future, be a bit selfish, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't ever want to make you feel that way. No. Thanks for being honest about that, man. Yeah, no problem. Ah! Right into something else more emotional. Oh, boy. What is a song that makes you emotional, and why does it make you emotional? Um, oh, boy. Hallelujah? Hallelujah. By isn't that Leonard Cohen? Okay. Uh, my grandfather, who mm. died a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember you saying that your grandfather had a because you guys used to play chess together and. Yeah, this yeah. is a pretty cool relationship. That's awesome. And yeah, it's it's hard to listen to that song, but um, brings back it, a lot it, of memories. It, a lot of good memories. At least it's good. It's a fantastic song. Oh, hell yeah. It's awesome. Oh, my God. But it's like it's funny, though, because I'm so attached to that version, I dislike any other version. <laughs> like, I just, I get angry when I listen it's to any other version. Hallelujah by who? Leonard Cohen. Leonard who? Cohen, I think. Cohen? Okay. Yeah, now I'm saying yes myself. I'm pretty sure it's Leonard Cohen. I'll find Cohen. it. I'll find it. Because I'm going to make a playlist with all these songs in it. From every guest. Oh, that's pretty wicked. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. No. I mean, I know you, so I'll, I'll reach out if I get it wrong. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. Please. The comfy bed. Like, in all honesty, where are we at here? We've got like five questions left. This pisses me off. That we could have like. We could have finished this the first time. And now this is like months later. Oh my god, is it months later? It's at least eight months later for sure. I know. It's at least two months later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember when you said the release date's far away? Uh huh. Yeah. 
Isn't that hilarious? It's hilarious because you no were supposed to release. Me. You were supposed to release last week. Uh, exactly. Uh, what was I saying? The 18th, so five days ago. You were supposed to release five days ago. And I'm hoping to get your shit done by March 4th. Do you charge your battery, though? I'm sorry, that's so fucked up. Can, I, can you what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tri- I what said you? was your battery charged, though. And then this I time, went. yeah. Yeah, I, did, I brought brand spanking new batteries. Brand new batteries. Hell yeah. Whoa. I didn't fuck around this time. No fucking around. No, no fucking around. So, uh, welcome back. Is it on? Are we live? It, we, we've been live for quite some time. Oh, it's... that's embarrassing. Why How's that embarrassing? That? Because Most of it's not going to be on anyway. To... I'm a sophisticated young man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> We're ready to go. <clears throat> I'm no longer hyper. I'm a calm, composed gentleman. CCC. Cool, calm, collected. Bam. Nothing gets by me. What's your next Did you snort crack before I get in here? <laughs> I'm just high on life, Alex. High on life. Fuck, I need a bit of that, apparently. Now, do you ever just, like, do workouts specifically just to release adrenaline into your body? I timed it perfectly, so at bedtime, I'm going to have an adrenaline crash, and it'll help me go to bed. Do you know what I do? I eat food. Lame. And then I fucking... Man... In the summer, okay, forest mm-hmm. fire fighting. Yeah. I was severely sleep deprived all the time. Yes. But I had so much energy. Adrenaline. Well, yeah, and then you came back and you were freaking crushed by the lack of adrenaline. Minor detail. <laughs> we talked about it. I listened to it on the way here. <laughs> this is two months apart, Alex. Give me a break. <laughs> mm. All right. Are you ready, sir? So ready. Yeah? Your you're CCC? One might say I was born ready. Oh, really? Mm. You know we heard that, right? No, but I was there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready. So we'll uh, we'll pick up where it cut out, because okay. uh, my beautiful and genius self did not check the battery last time, and I then continued to fail multiple times. There is extreme ownership to your audience. Yes, indeed. I try. But it's like a, it's a learning lesson. You know, you fuck up. You fucked up. I did. Multiple times. Multiple times. Just trying to record this, and then I fucked up not and getting the proper release date. to my basement, and then we were ready to record Dude, it was for fucking like... so early. What was it, 5 a.m.? Right, that's early for you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> For the listeners, I wake up at 4.40 every morning because my body's a temple. God, I should not have said that. Oh my that. god, I can't believe you just said that. I'm also in bed by 9, so... <laughs> There's that. Grandpa. <laughs> in the morning, when I go to the gym to swim, everyone that I swim with could be my grandpa. Interesting detail. Mm, not old. They must have a lot of... Uh... Life experiences. Ever chat one up? Oh, yeah. This man, yeah. Ross. Love that dude. Yeah. See him every morning? Every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that fucking random note. 
this is how you like your podcast I know, to go. I love it. But... I didn't have a question. We just went with the role of the conversation now. Absolutely. Don't ask me for something you can't handle. <laughs> All right, man. So where we left off last time. Where we left off. Was when is the last time you've admitted to either yourself or others that you were wrong? All the time. So I know the the instance you talked about last time was um, you had a, a team challenge that you were working on. And um, do you, oh, did I click in? Yes. So yeah. this wasn't on the recording. So you started, but then you got cut. Okay. You so, can go with that, or you can go with a more recent one. It's up to you. I don't mind. Well, that one was powerful. So, mm. essentially, I'm in firefighting college, and we were split into four groups, and we had to do a challenge with a variety of different skills. So, my group won the first game, and then we're going to the second game. And I've been consistently one of the higher performers, so I was assigned to do one of the last challenges. And my team was ahead. And if I was able to do this, then my team would have won. So it's a skill that I was fairly comfortable with. It was hoisting hand tools. And I messed up so bad and kept trying to credit myself and overthinking it. And just, I couldn't do it for some reason. And I managed to blow the game for my team. Like, we lost and... No one could convince me otherwise that it was my fault because it took me five minutes to hoist a tool, which it never should have. Uh, instead of making excuses, I took ownership for it. Like I walked back to my team and I wasn't trying to blame it on anyone. I just got there expecting to be made fun of because I lost, the, I lost on behalf of the team. And I was just like, I messed up. And I have no excuse, and I'm going to practice more. Yeah, which I was proud of you for that when you shared me that story. How um, how did they react to you coming back to them and saying all these things? What was surprising me is I was expecting to be grilled, because that's just kind of how mm. the program works, and like your good friends will grill you. And then no one made fun of me. So I had a like a conversation with someone in my team afterwards and essentially the way the conversation went was he didn't think anyone grilled me because they knew that I knew that I messed up and they didn't need to enforce it because they saw that I took ownership for it and like with my body language and my demeanor they knew that I was accepting responsibility so they didn't feel the need to add their own two cents I guess mm. How did that make you feel when you, you learned that news from your coworker or well, your teammate? That was good because that was a respect thing. Where like mm. before I thought it was a scared thing why they weren't saying anything. But when I learned it was a respect instead of scared, that felt really good. Mm. But, did it help you kind of overcome all the the like emotions of shame and self um not deterioration, but you know, self beating up. Well self critic self criticism. <laughs> Criticizing, my God, I can speak, I swear. I mean, since then, I've had lots of moments I'm not proud of where I've messed up incredibly. So I kind of forgot about that one because there's been a couple sub-stellar performances on my end. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I had to, because we have company leads. Yeah. Um, student company leads in our companies. And I'm someone that is partnered with someone who might need a little more mentoring just because I'm, generally speaking, more comfortable with the skills. But I wasn't confident in myself. I kept second-guessing myself. And then I found myself where I wasn't in the mind, like mental capacity to be able to mentor someone who I want to mentor and who could use my mentoring. So I had to take a step back from a mentorship role. Like I talked to my company lead and we agreed I'd take a step back from it for a week just to gain my confidence back. And I was partnering with someone who is also at a high skill level and him and I work very well together. And then we did our evolution quite nicely. And then after that, I talked to my company lead and I was like, you can put me back with other people, which I think was a couple weeks ago. And since then, I felt a lot more comfortable doing so. And even though I still make mistakes, I'm not nearly as hard on myself. And I understand that the people I'm helping, like in my company, are still gaining a lot from having me be there with them. So mm-hmm. that certainly helps. Like today for training, I made a really junior mistake. Um, I clipped in my waist harness, but then it unclipped, so I didn't like clip it in firm enough in the first evolution. And I was like, I'm that guy who a semester and a half in can't clip his harness on properly. But I remembered to myself, like when I asked the instructors for feedback, a lot of them said I get flustered easily. So I've been mm. taking that to heart. Okay, you can't go flustered. So it's time for the next evolution. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get flustered. I made a mistake, but I only make mistakes once, and we're going to keep it that way. So when I clipped my stuff in, I clipped it, pulled it apart to make sure it was still clipped, didn't come apart. I'm like, okay, we're good. And then we got lots of feedback on how good the evolution was. And it was two people that needed a little more guidance, and I was able, in the heat of the moment, because we were simulating like a down firefighter in a smoky environment like there was smoke we could barely see anything so, so is was, that is that what an evolution is it's like a scenario sorry. yeah so like an evolution say down firefighter so the evolution is you two are gonna go rescue the down firefighter okay okay, okay right sorry thank you for clarifying for that no, it's all good i was like is that the evolution of your skills or right yeah. <laughs> right thank you oh, pleasure. um yeah so we go on our evolution and then i kind of I, I made some good calls but my team was great too they they listened to me, I'd like to think, because of the respect they have for me from proving it previously, and we got a lot of positive feedback on the performance, so I mentally, for the most part, put the whole malfunction of my waist harness behind me, although I'll never truly forget. Hmm. Yeah, well, you never forget stuff like that, certainly when it's like critical for your success yeah. Yeah. Ricky stuff and yeah. we're too far in for Ricky mistakes but I did do some pretty wicked maneuvering in the next evolution so. mm, which kind of made up for that small mistake that's wicked man thank you but yeah, I, that I've went seen... a long way from the question yeah, <laughs> I, was, yeah I was just going to say like uh, I've seen you quite a few times kind of admit to your mistakes uh, both with me and with other of your friends and now in your profession and in, in your, your education that you're taking here and 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been wicked. I think ownership is really important. Like, I used to be an incredibly compulsive liar who lied all the time and didn't like taking <laughs> responsibility yeah, for anything. Yeah, we talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Um, right, sorry. No, 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 it's but, all like, good. I find so much more value in just owning up to the mistakes because you might get in a little bit of trouble, but you get respect. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's not like I make mistakes all the time. Right, so I'm not messing up yeah. all the time. I'll make my occasional mistake, but I'll... You're human. Yeah, yeah, I'll own up to it. I won't try and blame it on anyone else. Like, the instructors, um, I was on the radio for the evolution, and my radio communication was subpar, to say the least. And one of the um, firefighters who was instructing us was like, who was on radio comms? And I raised my hand. I was like, I was there. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, it was awful. I had awful radio communication. And just like after his feedback after that, it wasn't that harsh on me because he understood that I understood that it was awful radio communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cuz like pe- people will notice around you if you're you're fucking up. Like there's they just some notice. yeah, there's oh, some stuff. For sure. Certainly if you're in the same discipline, like for for example like musicians, like Right. Most people some of that stuff might pass over their heads if they're not musicians. Mm-hmm. But, like, we'll know when you mess up a note, you know? That was my favorite part of having my grandmother come to my high school band concerts. She heard <laughs> every wrong note. Oh, well, she was a, she's a pro at what she does. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, that's cool, man. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good link, too, that you made of, like, being able to know that, like, owning up to stuff and taking accountability is more rewarding in the long run than mm. keep... The small lies going, which is something, you, uh, yeah, obviously you didn't listen to what we had first talked about the first time we recorded this, but um, you remember when... Um, Our community service project? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah That's yeah. a frequently mentioned story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it was, it was such a, a huge, like landmark for our relationship mm, that is true yeah. i think about it a lot so yeah me too but i probably mentioned that in the first half of the podcast anyway so. ah, minor details minor details <laughs> <laughs> um wicked man so oh this is a spicy one. Oh boy i'm wondering mm. what are you still trying to prove to yourself <laughs> Oh, we're unlocking that door, are we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. No. That's why I think it's spasa. I'm trying to prove a lot of things to myself. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I have um, a lot of doubt with myself. Like, I try so hard, but sometimes it just feels like I'm not trying enough. So I guess I'm trying to prove to myself that, like, I can do it. Hmm. You know, or I am capable of things um firefighting is a very competitive profession right maybe four or five of us from this program i'm in will get hired not very many people do right like what's gonna make me one of the four or five people that's something that it's a dream of a lot of people right but it's only the reality of very few so i'm trying to prove to myself that i can make it my own reality which is hard sometimes when I have a bad performance or when I feel people perform better than me but I just have to remember that consistency is key I guess and mm. just keep going to trying my all um, yeah I don't 
think the overarching would just be like proving I can, you know, because I've been doubted a lot in the past and continue to be doubted. So just trying to prove people wrong. Mm. People. And how how is your relationship to that sense of needing to prove other people wrong going? Like, how is that affecting you and your, your actions? Well, it's motivating me more. Like, mm. when I'm sitting down to study and then I feel like not studying, it's like, what's 30 more minutes? You know, like, I can do 30 more minutes. I just don't want to. But the successful people aren't the people who always stay motivated. The successful people, in my opinion, are the people who manage to work even when they're unmotivated sometimes. Mm. So if I can find a way to still work when I don't feel like it, then... I'm doing better than everyone who's are that's not a good way to say it because that's comparing me to other people but I'm setting myself up for more success like there's a quote that I really really like where does discipline makes today harder but tomorrow easier mm. and I like to think about that when I'm making my day really really hard yeah yeah, 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 and like you're you're building your your resilience and your which is huge your uh, yeah. persistence. Because I have a lot of physical resilience from the summer, which I think we talked about yeah. earlier. But now when I'm building schools, the mental resilience. Mm. Yeah, and I I'd like to think that you've gained a lot of mental resilience too from your your summer up north. But there's definitely a mental portion. There was like a whole. But it's a lot more physical, yeah. Yeah, where this is. Like I said, tell myself I can, and then my body does it. I have to tell myself I can, and then my mind has to do it, which is two completely different demons. <laughs> mm. What are you What are you finding the challenges that are coming up with that in relation to like physical? Sorry, my question's unclear. That's okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, it, so you're saying that it's two very different demons. So, mm. what are the differences? Like the main differences that are coming up, or the main challenges that are different yeah. from one another. Well, I like the physical pain. So, like, when I tell myself, it's like, okay, you got to do this, you don't have a choice, but my body feels like crashing, it's fine because it makes me feel good after and it's super rewarding to me. And uh, it's hard to describe it, but the pain is good. It's like nothing like just your whole body aching after a long day and you make yourself keep doing it and then it's over it's like that's so rewarding and it is rewarding to complete mental tasks in a different sense mm. but I have a harder time because it's so easy to just close my laptop and or open a different tab or do something or physical resilience same on like an exercise machine like the stair climber it's like I can't stop until the timer goes off. So I just keep walking on the stair climber. Or at work in the summer, it's like, job's not done yet. I gotta finish the job. When I go for a run, run's not over. Gotta finish the run. Don't care how bad my calves hurt. Don't care. Well, I, do you... Like, it, I know the difference between, like, sore and pain. Like, I'm not gonna right, yeah, yeah, run yeah. through and... I mean, I did run myself into tendonitis, but that's a different story. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm, um... So what what makes you capable of going through all that soreness and that pain and like keep pushing yourself? Is it just being able to see the results of like your body getting more and more fit and more and more capable? 
Like, is that what motivates you? I think I used to care more about the aesthetic part. I don't think mm. I do as much anymore. Um, I think it kind of goes back to the previous conversation of just to have people to prove wrong. So when mm. I do it, I'm proving people wrong. Hmm. But I think, like, a couple years ago, it would not have been an overstatement to say it's for the looks. But I like to think I'm matured since then. Yeah, I know I know we had had some conversations about that for sure. Like the relationship with food and stuff? Was that on the podcast? I don't think we talked about okay. that. No, no. To be fair, I didn't listen to I didn't have time to listen to the That's whole thing fair. on the drive back, but Yeah. Uh, I mean I'm counting calories again, but I'm doing it smarter. Which I know sounds like an eating disorder waiting to happen, but Yeah, well we've had multiple conversations of like making sure that relationship stays healthy. Because mm-hmm. I had seen you get into a, a very unhealthy relationship with your calorie counting mm. to the point where you were starving yourself or like For a brief not, period of yeah time. yeah yeah it was almost yeah. anorexia like borderline i don't think i was doing it long enough is there even a i don't know it was not good i yeah. essentially deprived my body of calories and it was n- not during a great time because that was in the summer when i needed all the calories um but I did gain a lot of weight, and not all of it was muscle. A little bit was fat, but I was doing it just so I didn't lose any muscle. Mm. So I just kept eating, because for your muscles to replenish, you need sleep, rest, and food. And I wasn't getting sleep or rest, so I just had tons and tons of food, which kept my muscles safe, but it also added some extra weight, probably survival weight too. Um, yeah, well, now now you're more informed and you're... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've built this healthier relationship with it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't have binge episodes anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, it's more intentional around making sure your body is healthy and your mind is healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's not for aesthetics, it's for performance. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I'm not at a weight I want to be. I want to be a little lighter for physical purposes, not for look purposes. Mm. Right, because now your fitness is mostly if not all attached to your career and your well your career aspirations and your... well that's all i think about now yeah it's like yeah. everything i do is in the back of my mind mm. just always yeah. yeah that's wicked man like that's why like i do the stair climber so much because i just think about the 9-11 firefighters and all the flights of stairs they had to climb mm. so i think about that a lot which is why i do the stair climb a lot there's a lot of good people who yeah, sad day. Indeed, and, yeah. And uh, I didn't really, like, think about the gravity of it until I started thinking about this field. And then, like, it hits me more when I think about it. Right, and the experiences you've had up north and mm. the training that you're getting now and the stories I'm sure you're hearing from... Well, I ask my instructors for as many stories as I can. Like, I have mm. a mentor um, who's a firefighter somewhere, and I ask him for stories, too. I'm like... Tell me what happened. I, just, I want to know. I want to know what I'm getting into. I want to know the things I'm going to face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, like, a relatively good job of not, like, taking work home with me. Because uh, it's important. Like, yeah. I've got a couple of... Because we have all firefighters who come instruct us at the college. And I've asked them, too. Like, how do you deal with it? And one of them articulated it really well. He's like, you put it in a box. And then when you have enough time yourself, you open the box and you feel it. You put it back in the box and 
you open the box and you feel it when you can't and then eventually there'll be nothing left in the box because you felt it all hmm obviously there's a a fine line and we talked about how i like to live on the fine line of a lot of different things (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i think you're close to a lot of double-edged swords (laughs) oh i love it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) when change it i respect it that you're able to somehow balance all of these things but oh my god excuse me i shouldn't be yawning Mm. yeah it's um a lot of interesting challenges that you're you're going to going through everyone's got their own challenges and everyone's challenges will be unique to them yeah but got some i mean i got my own things yeah, there's yeah. no you got some some splashy stuff that i'm like yeah like the 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 calorie counting that's a fine line so right now it's not like so i'm no one to give fitness advice but basically i'm just trying to stay at a slight deficit of my calories so i'm it'll be gradual process of losing weight but I'm trying to eat enough calories where I can still maintain my muscle, but just have a slight deficit where I'm just losing a little bit of the fat. But if you have a deficit of too many calories, you're losing muscle. I don't want to lose muscle. I just want to lose a little bit of the fat that I don't need. Mm-hmm. So I'm sticking with that, and it's like, when I burn calories, I get to eat calories. Where before, when I had that garbage relationship with food, I would burn a lot of calories, but I didn't give myself any extra calories to eat, which is not healthy. <laughs> But now it's like, today I went swimming, I like walked to the gym, walked back to the gym after the swim, and we did a full day of like rescuing other downed firefighters. I think I burned 4,000 calories. I'm not going to only eat 2,000 calories. Mm. I get to eat a lot more because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Ah, That's such a wild, wild thing to think about. I can't imagine counting my calories, even though I I could probably benefit from it, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it all boils down to priorities, I guess. Oh yeah, priorities and perspectives, and but yeah, I I live so, so many experiences vicariously through you. But <laughs> I um. But yeah. I mean, now every time I see a food in my mind, it's not oh that's like a vegetable. It's it's either a carb, a protein, a fiber source, <laughs> or a fat source. That's what it is in my yeah, head. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Thanks to you, I actually see some of these things now. Like, sometimes I'll make a meal, and I'm like, wow, this is pure carbs. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Moving on. Great diversion on food. (laughs) Oh, man, I I could talk about cooking and food all night. It's not not, not good. Um, Man, I've got to make you one of my res specials. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to taste that. Hey, whenever, whenever I have you over at my new apartment, we'll... uh, all right Mm. how would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word it's quite a drastic shift in conversation but Mm. weird weird yeah it's not normal like it's like something you feel abnormal in your normal day it's Mm. like entices you to act irrationally makes you feel type of ways you don't normally feel that's kind of weird isn't it 
That's nothing close to what you would say. <laughs> Just for what would you say? I'm curious. Let's let the podcast oh, here. Uh, vulnerable was my word. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would have been a good one. But I'm 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 liking where you're going with the weird because it's it does, weird, it, man. It does make people do some weird shit. Like, I let myself be talked into things I was uncomfortable with just because I felt a certain mm. way. Like, I was compelled to do things that I never thought I would read just because of that L word. So weird. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I, I've, uh, I've started being vegan just because I like to grow. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. It makes you do crazy things. It makes you do weird things, man. And I'm at, I'm at an interesting point with that right now because I'm so focused mm. on things that I'm not really allowing myself to... Well, I don't know if I'd say allowing, but I'm essentially closed off to the idea of a relationship right now just because of do my you... priorities. Mm. I'm going to ask this. Yeah. I might already have the answer, but I'm still going to ask it. Do you, like, are you afraid of the thought of going back into a relationship? If I think about it. Yeah, the smirk said something. I know, because I didn't attach that to that sentence until you mentioned it. But now that you articulated it out loud, there could definitely be potential I think Food for thought. Yeah, I think I just need some time. Cuz like in my previous relationship, I was just a large like I was relied on a lot more than I think was healthy. Hmm. Um and I know that that wouldn't be the case for every relationship, but I think I have healing that I want to and need to do before I do that. Hmm. And I'm think when the time is right it's right but i just i have other priorities right now where i don't feel like balancing a relationship mm-hmm. yeah i asked the question because uh i don't i don't think you're intentionally like just using that as an excuse to not have a relationship but right might be a thing but yeah i don't know yeah it could be yeah, I don't know if scared is the right word. There might be a different adjective that describes it better, mm. but I think it's on the right path. Yeah, worried, concerned, mm-hmm. aware. There you go. Potentially. Something along those lines. Just um, not in the scope right now. Yeah, which is totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, you've told me multiple times before, it's just not your priorities which is totally fair well that's what it boils down to for me yeah. and it's something I'm trying to do is recognize priorities mm. which is yeah it's, it's important things like I'm volunteering now I exercising is a huge priority I think I exercise over 10 hours a week because um, that's what I want to do for the end goal that I have in mind every day yeah but like you're, you're exercising you're studying you're studying is important reading I'm also like, you and I are reading that book. Yeah, which I'm I have a little been, behind on. Dude, I'm fucking way far behind. Okay. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Like, fair. I've got way too many things going yeah. on. 
But, but well, that's the thing. That's priorities, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if I wanted to, I could make time for the book. But there are other things I'm choosing to put ahead of the book because in this moment I find it more valuable. <clears throat> this is it's so off track, but we 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 had at my work conversation about boundaries and uh you know like priorities and like being able to enforce and set boundaries Mm. i'm wondering how's how's that been for you these past few years like being able to set boundaries according to your values and your priorities well in my romantic relationship i struggled heavily Mm. and then when i got out of that relationship i stopped giving a fuck and how people perceived it because my boundaries Mm. were my boundaries and if they're not going to respect my boundaries, because my boundaries were not respected in my relationship. Yeah. So now it's like, they don't respect my boundaries. They don't respect it, and it's not someone I want around. So I have no problem articulating, no matter how awkward it is now. I just articulate my boundaries and my values, and they choose to respect it, they choose to respect it. And like a good friend told me, no communication still a form of communication. Oh. Who told you that one? Oh, damn. Yeah, Miss Com's degree. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a gal. Yeah, we used to have Friday calls where we'd teach each other something. Oh, that was one of them, eh? That was one of yeah. them. Right yeah, on. Yeah, gave me communications rundown. That is, that is truth. That do be the true true. It is, and it's yeah. crazy. Like, once she articulated that, and I had that in my head, it was so clear to me. You know, like you ask someone something, you can tell from their body language or how they don't respond, and silence can be pretty loud. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, didn't I tell you like the the one girl I was I was talking to uh, a few months back? She just went silent because I stopped talking to her, and she didn't she didn't try communicating back at all. Loud silence, baby. Yeah, loud. It was, yeah, it was so loud because I knew exactly what that meant. Mm. Obviously an assumption, an assumption, but ended up being true. <laughs> hmm. Mm, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, thanks for sharing that you were right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'm kind of petty about it. What? Uh, what? Uh, no. Ooh. Oh boy. Um, has your mind changed or been changed about anything recently? So is there like a, a strong thought or belief that you had that's kind of changed recently or been changed? Can you give me a couple of Mississippis to think about that? Absolutely. Should I put some elevator music? I will hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me in this program, because I'm very... Um, like I have a focus on the program and what I want to achieve and it kind of made it made me feel a type of way when other people didn't share the same focus and drive to achieve it and I couldn't understand I was like why don't they feel this way they shouldn't be in the program that is so stupid um I don't feel that way as much anymore this is kind of where my mind's changed just in the aspect when I was reflecting like, everyone's in their own headspace. Everyone has different goals. Mm. I think... Because what I used to think, and I still think this, but 
a lot of people like the end goal of their career more than the process of it. Mm. But they're still doing some of the process. Even if they're not necessarily there, they're still spending as much money as I am. And they're still showing up every day. And they're still doing the program. So I felt... I don't know how to... Like, if I were to label what I was feeling before. But I I think I was just miffed. Um, But now I understand. Like, if I was in this program two years ago, I thought, oh, it might be cool. But then I didn't do it. And then I'm back two years later with a much larger sense of purpose and a lot of people I'm in the program with are rated a high school so that would have been where I was and if I was rated a high school I might have had similar attitudes like oh this this could be cool let's give it a shot because I hadn't developed that sense of purpose yet mm. so I think where the mindset is is just like I've changed my mind on being miffed that people not everyone in the program is super ready to um just like pause everything and make as many sacrifices as myself and some of the other people in the program are making for it does that make sense yeah yeah it does yeah shift a shift of perspective happened for you yeah well i try and there's a quote i like it's i don't like you therefore i want to get to know you better mm. and that works to a point because there's a couple people where i just don't like you more after but <laughs> for a lot of people there's been a huge increase in self-awareness mm. so there's one person um who i didn't like but i had to work with the individual and i learned that he grew up like completely broke and didn't have a parental figures for a very long portion of his life and it's like well, now it makes sense why he has no manners. He never taught manners. He grew up on the street. So, like, mm-hmm. it helped me understand it more. Still mad that he didn't use manners, but I was able to understand why, so it helped me. Yeah, you have more empathy yeah. for that person at that point. I didn't necessarily like him. I just didn't hate him for things that, like... <clears throat> you knew he wasn't yeah, aware of or every, wasn't his It's fault. still within... Like, manners is something within your control, so I still a little pissed about that. Yeah, but it is something he was never taught so there's leeway for that Hmm. that's the thing like I don't think people realize how much is actually in our control like it's that's a conversation (laughs) and a half well just for example like in our in our program like people aren't meeting the fitness standards and they're saying like oh we had we only had since September or when the program started to get fit and in my mind, it's like, at the bare minimum, when you applied to the program, and at the bare, bare, bare minimum, when you accepted your offer to the program, your fitness journey shouldn't have started when the program started. It should have started a while ago. And if, like, this is a career you want where fitness is so important, fitness should have been, like, a huge part of your life. You shouldn't be coming in. But that kind of goes back to just my attitude previously Mm. one of the things i was miffed about and i know everyone's on their own journey it's just i don't like because there's so many things we can't control but fitness is one of those things so i just feel a type of way when people make excuses about it because ultimately like it's our choice and i know there's other variables and it's a controversial statement so i'm sorry that this controversial statement's (laughs) on your podcast don't worry about it but 
It's about <laughs> this whole thing is about sharing perspectives anyway. Uh, like in my okay, so like in my mind, there we go. Perspective, my mind, not a fact. Fitness is in your control. Yeah. It's a. It's hard for people to take responsibility. I include myself in that. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? Like, in the long run, if you take responsibility, it's more rewarding. Mm. You and I have that perspective, but mm-hmm. it's so easy to be uh, to buckle to temptation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think like people get a little—I don't know if "scared" is the right word—but they act a certain way when I ask for feedback all the time. They're like, "Why is this kid always asking me for feedback?" It's like I want to learn. Like, tell me everything I'm doing wrong so I can fix it. Mm. But it's like some people you give them honest feedback and they just act so bizarre because they can't handle. They can't handle the honest feedback. Mm. It's the only thing that's going to help you grow. Like denying the truth and having people walk on eggshells around you and not feel comfortable telling you how you can improve is not going to help you at all. It actually pisses me off personally. I hate yeah. when I feel people are tiptoeing around me. Yeah, well that's like I ask yeah. my instructors and my employers for feedback so often because I don't want them to feel like they have to tiptoe. Mm. And like the more often I keep asking them, then all of a sudden they're like, okay, this is your feedback. And I'm just so happy they gave it to me. Even if I had to ask a couple of weeks in a row, it's like, it's honest feedback now. And now I have this and I can work on it. Like as soon right. as they told me in my program that you could flustered easily, it's like, perfect. I know that now. That is in the back of my mind. In my evolutions, that's what I think about. Yeah, and you've just gained a, a greater awareness of who you are. Yeah. And how you show up in the world. Exactly. Yeah. They see me as flustered. I get flustered. I reflected about it. I made some silly mistakes because I got flustered. Okay, what am I going to do about it? Now that I know that's the problem, now I can work to fix it. But if I don't know it's the problem, I don't know how I can fix it. Yeah, it's a, how does that quote go where it's like, um, you are a product of your choices? Ooh, or, uh, I've gotten some people mad at me for saying we're all products of our own life choices. Really? People don't like that very much. Mm. But that kind of goes back to the truth thing. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to swallow. I mean, obviously, there's there's like circumstantial events that happen, but again, it's it's how you face it and how you deal with it. Well, that's it. Like Ryan yeah. Holiday has a great quote where it's you can't decide what happens to you but you decide how you respond to what happens mm, absolutely yeah i mean crap i had a roommate uh, i i kind of feel bad saying this story it's not my story to tell but i had a roommate that um him and his family had to flee a country it was basically a north korea of uh of africa and uh like he's seen dead bodies he's seen like he's dragged dead bodies he's been shot at like horrible like childhood memories from living in that country right and he's now in canada and he loves humor and he was like the most peaceful calm guy i've ever seen you know like he could have easily went in a downward spiral i could I can only imagine, actually, but... Mm, well, I saw this thing. It was like, you can ask a rich person and a poor person why they're in their situation, and both of them could say their parents were alcoholics. Mm. 
That is a great way of putting it. It's not wrong. Yeah, no, that's not wrong. No, that's why I remember it. I was like, damn, that's powerful. That is a really good way of putting it. Wow. Power of perspective, man. Mm, do be crazy. Do be crazy, indeed. All right. One of the before last questions, good sir. All right, hit me. When did you last cry in front of another person? Or by yourself? In front of another person. I'm not a huge crier. Surprise, surprise. 20-year-old man doesn't cry in front of people. Um, you cried in front of me, bitch. In front of you? In I'm person? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in person you have. We've I've, I've bawled my eyes out in front of you multiple times. That's true. I don't remember crying in front of you. I remember calling you post-cry, but then you heard in my tone of voice that I was post-cry, and I couldn't get out of explaining why I was crying. Mm. Um, man, I think I cried, like, over the weekend, to be completely honest. Mm. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, but... I also not allowed to get overwhelmed, so I just worked out and excuse me, cried a little bit. Do you so. do do you mind just like backing up a bit? <sighs> oh, what boy. you just said? Those were some fucking strong ass words. Oh, there, what sir. do you mean? <laughs> You're not allowed to feel overwhelmed. Yes, that's what I said. Do you want to explain that <sighs> shit to me? Because that feels pretty alien to my ears. Oh, it's just I have things I gotta get done. I don't have time to feel overwhelmed. I can feel overwhelmed after I accomplish them. Wow, you live in a different world than me. <laughs> wow. The don't mission's you... not done yet. I hate that I can appreciate what you just said. <laughs> like, it was good. I just, sometimes I just need to cry during my run. Like, I'll go for a run and yeah, I'll just... That's good. I'll just think about it all and I'll be having a good run and I'll just be crying during my run and then when my run's over that portion is over stop thinking about it that time of the day has concluded time to focus then on my next run I can feel my emotions again but when it's not running time I don't have time for that hmm do you feel like the the emotions that need to be addressed have enough time to be addressed with the schedule you have currently? Bro, it's like a 10k run. There's plenty of time in a 10k run. You know, that's the worst thing about yoga. I've been getting a little into yoga for my flexibility. Okay, <laughs> when you're doing like when you're doing weights, okay, yeah. it's like quick, like two seconds, right? When mm-hmm. you're doing yoga, you gotta hold a pose. When you're holding a pose, okay. it's you and your thoughts. That is gross. Just holding a pose. <laughs> With your own thoughts in your mind, you're just in a painful whatever pose you're in, and it's just you and everything you've been thinking, and it sucks. Ooh, someone uh, sounds like he's in need of some meditation practice. Sure, I was into it in the summer, and I think it helped, just with like the adjustment with the new job and stuff, mm-hmm. but I got out of it, and that is it's not a bad idea. But yeah, I would I would be uh, afraid of neglecting what needs to uh, be addressed. But 
hey man if your system works for you it works for you but to me that's uh those are some strong words not allowed to feel overwhelmed <laughs> wow yeah, I don't know. I don't know if not allowed. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna change my statement. Still, <laughs> you said what you said, boy. I don't. I can't take it back. I still feel that way, regardless. Oh no, that's fine. But yeah, that, that that caught me off guard there, sir. Not allowed to feel over. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I still try and make sure I can manage my emotion. Like exercising, so good for my mental health, though. Like. It's hard, but that's at the same time what makes it so good. Like my body just functions so much better. Like I'll exercise in the morning. Sometimes I'll do two or three times a day, and it's mm. just like I'm cruising, right? You're you're taking plenty of care of your your body. Sometimes I just worry that you you, you don't give your mind enough time and TLC. But that's that's my 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 so, mama bear worry. But here's the thing, like when you're taking care of your body, you're taking care of your mind. Like it's so. I've seen it, some very mentally deranged fit people. Okay, you're talking about those fitness influencers. <laughs> okay. I didn't say anything. Just, I just said those there's, pictures I've seen of them some... flexing, saying they have body dysmorphia. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. It is true. There is some mentally stable unfit people. And there is some um, mentally unstable fit people. Yeah. There is drastic sides. I mean, spectrum. you know what? Like, I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. If it works for you and you feel like you're getting <laughs> that sounds what you need. so low-key judgmental. No, if no. If it works for you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean it to come off that way. Yeah. Like, I can't see that working for me ever. But if it works for you, then I'm happy. Is what I mean. I think I've had a lot of time to trial by error. Mm. So I understand how much time I need to deal with my emotions. And I understand how much exercise can help. And like sometimes I'll veer off the exercise plan just to do something that I like mentally more. Like sometimes instead of doing weights or a intense cardio session, I'll just do like a weighted vest walk for an hour. Listen to a podcast or something. Sure, it wasn't in the programming, but my mind needed it, so my mind needed it. So, like, by taking care of my body and doing those things, I'm taking care of my mind. Just using my body as a vessel to take care of my mind. Alright, that sounds good to me, sir. (laughs) More power to you. (laughs) But, you... There's a point... I got you. There's a point where you just... I don't know if obsessed is the right word... But, like, I have to force myself to take rest days. Yes. Yeah. Which is not normal. And I didn't know that wasn't normal until I've expressed that feeling to people. And they, like, say they'll have to, like, force themselves to go for a run and force themselves to go to the gym. Like, I ran so much over my Christmas break, I ran myself into a freaking tendon injury. (laughs) Not something I'm proud of. (laughs) Did you even talk to me about that? No, he didn't. <gasps> oh, dirty bugger. He didn't tell me. Whatever, that's fine. But that's interesting, though. Like, I, now that you mention it, yeah, that's true. It's weird that I have to force myself, too, to have some me time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I get that. I don't know. Obviously like, different, but yeah, I get it. I'm just, I love being active. I love how it makes me feel. 
and just the long-term effects of it are so great. So, like, when my leg needs rehabbing and I can't do it, it's like, damn it. Like, today was the first time I went to swim club in a couple weeks because I had to rehab an injury. And it was closed for a little bit. And I was like, I miss going for a swim. And this morning, I went to swim club. And I was just so energetic after that. Like, I was having a great start to my day. Because just going off the energy of going for a swim. And mm. hanging out with the people that I like at swim club. It was awesome. Mm. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it was nice. Wild. It's always cool having these conversations with you. Like, just see how different your world is we, to mine. We live such different lives. Oh, my God, yeah. For sure. But it's, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I think, like, similarly, we both fundamentally, I think, like, dive into issues. But I think yeah. you're more of a big-picture guy where I'm more of a do-it person. Mm-hmm. So, like, you... You're action-oriented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to take action and do it. Like today with some of the... I keep referring to school. I'm so sorry. It's just it's such a big more, part yeah, of my exactly. life right now. Don't be sorry about it. Like, I had an idea on how we could breast simulate... Like, how we could rescue the down firefighter in our simulation. Yeah. So I just told people to do it. I was like, we're going to pull him by his legs at the door, send him up, and then we're going to drag him out by his... Um, harness, yeah. Okay, yeah, we used the harness, but because I didn't want to, his legs were kind of out the door, so I didn't want to twist him around to drag him up properly. I was like, okay, we're thinking real life here. There's down firefighter, okay? We're just gonna pull him by his legs. So I told my group to do that, and they're like, what? I'm like, pull him by his legs now. And they're like, okay, they're pulling by his legs, and then his waist is slightly out the door. So I just sat him up instead of kept pulling him, threw him over. Now he's in the hallway, and we can grab him by his harness and keep going. So we just had to simulate real. So I was thinking, real life, what are we doing? Are we turning him around? Absolutely not. <laughs> We're getting him out of there as fast as we can. Yeah, you, you took less time on the thinking and more time on the doing. Well, that's it. Because in my mind, can't get flustered. So I'm just going to do. Right. Hmm. <laughs> my mans would have died <laughs> if I was in your position. No way. If you had, if you just spent the last couple months in school, sure you would have. Uh, no, but I mean, like, if I, without all your training and stuff, right. just my current brain would have been in your position, dudes would have probably been hurt or died. <laughs> well, like, if I didn't have any of this training, okay, I wouldn't have been able to extricate him as nicely. But fundamentally, I would have known the best way to just drag him out of there. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah. It's uh, you you're definitely more action oriented. I'm more uh. Knowledge. It's yeah, funny knowledge to say that because like, um... I'm going to school next year for something super big picture. Like yeah, because you're um. What do you call it again? Shit, I'm trying to remember it. Just say it. Emergency management. There it is. Yeah. It's oh so like I'm doing firefighting now, which is all like your doer. And then next year, for some reason, I was inspired to choose a program where it's all overseeing. <laughs> I have been having some second thoughts about it, actually. Oh, really? I accepted the offer, but there's been a couple seeds of doubt in my mind. 
be completely honest. I uh I I want to wrap this up eventually, but um, right, I'm curious. Sorry. I'm no 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 worries. Uh, I'm curious though, like what's making you second guess? I think there's a little bit of feeling like an imposter, because the so? like the requirements are a degree or related work experience. So like my well, you got work, both. Well, I don't have a degree. I'll have some credits from my firefighting program. That oh, that's not considered a degree. It's a college certificate. It's like uh, a degree or an advanced mm. diploma. And then but I you have, still have work-related experience. Yeah, but I don't know if that's what they want. You know, it's like I have forest well, firefighting. They accepted you. They did. It's so where, where's, the, where's the doubt really coming from? Like, I don't know if I'll be able to get as much out of it because I don't have the experience. Like, there's a fat chance they just accepted me because... They want the more tuition money, and they don't actually care if I can get a lot of it from it or not. I mean, fair, but like it could have been the same thing with the program you're doing currently. So well, the this difference? isn't a graduate certificate I'm in. You know, like next year's a graduate certificate for people who have that work experience. You know, so say it is like they accepted me, right? And it's not a, just them trying to get more tuition money, okay? people who have emergency management advanced diplomas or degrees they have that knowledge of project management stuff i'm going in there and i've been a doer like i've like forest firefighting red cross this program i've been a doer no idea anything about project planning so we'll see like i'm still i i keep calling them they haven't answered a call but apparently they called my home like back home not at college so they want to talk to me, which is good. And I'll get some answers. Hmm. What's that smoke for? Trying to figure out where, where where those doubts coming from. Well, I think there's so many things I could... Like, there's so many options. You know, like, say I stay back at home. I could do non-emergency ambulance patient transfer. Um, I could teach EMR because I'm doing that instructor course during yeah. March break where like where I'm going for emergency management school doesn't have a volume of people who want to learn how to be EMRs right like I want to join the reserves um, the place I'm going is a small reserves unit which is just infantry soldier but if I stayed back at home I could do armor soldier which in my eyes would be more appealing for me so it's like and I know I don't want to make it just, like, work-oriented. And then there's also... I found the biggest thing I disliked about the COVID lockdowns was I lost my casual friends. Like, I still kept my close friends, still kept my family. But those friends I didn't always see on a day-to-day and sometimes see here and there at social gatherings just got lost. And I just made a lot of casual friends because I had the privilege of being in person in school mm. and making casual friends. I'm just going to move eight hours... There goes all my casual friends. Hmm. So I don't think it has anything to do with what you're going to learn there. I think you're overthinking it. Are you sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds to me like it's everything but the education. I think there's an education proponent. Yeah, but it's the minority by the time. That's minor details, Alex. (laughs) There's just so many things I, f- I can do with my life. Like, I have the potential to do a lot of different mm. things. 
and like I don't want to get too obsessed with what would look best on my resume, which I think is what inspired me to apply to the program in the first place. Mm. Yeah. There's also a volunteer fire department there. Oh, I'll can this for now, but this is definitely something you oh, and I will have to get back to eventually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the two last questions. Okay. Describe your place, your favorite place in the world in as much as detail as possible and why it means so much to you. This is definitely the family cottage. Mm-hmm. East Coast. Went there every summer except for the last three summers because of work. The next summer was COVID and the next summer was forest firefighting. So work slash COVID. Mm. Um, why is it the most... It's just where I spent my summers. Every year, it's just most of my family's out there. So many memories of my grandparents. So many memories of the family. And just like out on the East Coast, like away from your home, you don't have responsibilities. You're just you're living life. There's a freaking lake 20 meters. It's on your property. Just swimming whenever you want. That's life right there. What did the cottage look like? What did the cottage look like? So it was on a hill. 20 feet down was the lake. You want detail, right? Or detail? Yeah, as much detail okay. as you got. I obviously don't overkill it, but... No, okay. So, you got... How do I describe the driveway where it's... Like, there's the road. And the driveway like that. So, it's like, like a, a, a half moon? Yeah, like a half moon. So, you got the From main the road, road yeah. and then the half moon. And then, um, the cottage is a box. But then there's a smaller box at the entry. Like go in, um, one story, super simple. You walk across the backyard, the lake, and it's where the sun sets too. So when you look out the window, you just see that glorious orange and purple sunset. And and it's cool because, like when you're looking straight, you got mm. the sunset. Mm. But then the trees on either side are, like, making a frame for the sunset. You know, mm. so you got like trees on the left, trees on the right, and that sun just in the middle going down, in all of its glory, and right like, on top of the lake. Yeah, and then all like the water just gently like, uh, like gentle waves, and you look down and you see your kayaks and your canoes just gently like bobbing up and down because the light breeze, and it's just wow. Do I did have, not uh... do that justice. Oh, of course not. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's always hard. It's like a photo never does justice to the actual place. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. And I think there's probably a nostalgia component, I'll admit, but mm. it's just so beautiful. That sounds awesome. Um, is this your grandpa, your grandparents that you used to play chess with, like your grandpa? Yeah, my grandpa played chess. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right, last question, my friend. There is another one after that? There is. Oh, shoot. There is. Hit me. So if you had five minutes and the whole world was listening, what would you share and what would you say? Was that on the last one? Yep. I don't remember answering that one. That's okay. (laughs) You get to have a brand new answer. There's a lot of things going on in my head right now. I think it's 
easy to give advice that I won't follow. Um, I think what's important and what I took to heart that really helped me, but it's going to sound like those rich people who are like, how to get a good business, wake up at 5 a.m., take cold showers, and Oh, make sure your dad's a millionaire. Well, but, let's let's just scrap that that relation and okay. What does it mean to you, and how does it relate to you, and how do you want to express it to the world? Okay. To me, I want to properly articulate the power of pursuing an interest, not a passion. An you, interest. Don't, you don't have to have a passion; something you're interested in, mm. and just seeing what comes of that, like. For me, I, I didn't have the greatest high school experience. Got to the high school, went for a gap year. I had some volunteer experiences where I helped with some disaster relief. As soon as I turned 18, I was interested in disaster relief, so I volunteered with Red Cross as a disaster assistant. That's what interested me at the time. I did that. That opened me up to a world of people in disaster relief, right? Got expanded my interest, helped me understand a little bit about more of myself, and helped me understand more potential interests. So by exploring that, we landed into maybe firefighting, right? So by exploring mm-hmm. that, then we got to force firefighting. And now we're in school for firefighting. And it's all by, it all started from that one simple interest I had that I decided to take a job where I got less hours. So I was making less money during my gap year because I wanted to volunteer and explore that interest. Mm -hmm. And that's leading me to this journey right now that I am just so happy to be on. And it's hard. Like, school's tough. I get exhausted a lot. But I'm just... I could not appreciate what it's doing for me more. And I think it's all because two years ago on my first gap year, because I follow the interest, and I think that's really important. Am I wrong to say that you're, you're like, sharing the importance of quenching and following your curiosity, and dreaming, allowing yourself to dream? Talking about your dare to dream speech, because that's a good one. Kind of, mm. but like you're saying, because I think like interest often gets um, mistaken for passions. That I, I tried to articulate. Yeah. yeah. Like, you did good, but I, I feel like curiosity mm. fits really well with what yes. you're trying to say. But please correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, I, I yeah. think you're right. I just, I don't want passion to be confused because... Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't. When I when I joined the Red Cross to volunteer, I wasn't passionate about disasters. I was simply interested and wanted to see how I could help in any capacity. Mm. And I found a capacity that I could help. And then that helped me find different ways I could help in understand more about myself and where who I am the man I am and the man I want to be which two, two different things they're becoming closer every day because that's what I'm working for mm. and the images change every day like the man I want to be isn't necessarily the man I wanted to be a year ago right, right? but just like you gotta let an interest and you gotta follow it and like I followed one road the like I did my life coaching certificate and stuff that's kind of hit a dead end. I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> Why are you embarrassed? 
doesn't go how I envisioned it. You know? Hmm. What's wrong with that? I got a big smile on my face. Inherently nothing. But I think I just... I take so much pride on finishing things that I start Mm. that just cutting this road short just feels not great except I'm putting so much energy in a different road that is going so well but I think it goes to your point right like you followed your curiosity and your interest Mm -hmm. and you you you've seen it through you've you've learned from it yeah and I'm following a different one now yeah and you can't say that the stuff you learn during your coaching career hasn't helped you anywhere else it is extremely valuable skills yeah and like I still have clients Oh, it just it didn't go well that's the thing too like I had the potential to have a lot more clients during the summer Mm. and do a lot more work and have a podcast with an organization but I chose forest firefighting so I chose an interest over a different one it wasn't which that's fine yeah it's a choice I made yeah given where I saw myself in those interests absolutely so that led me to the forest firefighting choice Mm. which I don't regret at all I would have regretted not making yeah. yeah. So to wrap things up. Yes. Because we did go on a few tangents. Main message, main points you want to give to the world. Be curious. Hmm. And actually follow your interests. I'll be like, oh, I'm interested in this, and make up a fake passion and do a degree that you are never gonna use. Amen. Yeah, I don't know. Like I find in high school. So many people were telling me they're so passionate about neuroscience and they're going to do 20 years in school for neuro or whatever. And it was like, great. And then next month I talked to them and they changed their entire 40-year plan. It was like, okay. Because I didn't, I convinced myself, because I heard all those stories, I convinced myself I was passionate about Mm. all these different things and like switched what I was going to do for the rest of my life like every other week. I wasn't yeah. actually passionate about those things. I just felt like I needed an answer. You don't need an answer. Let the answer come. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you for having me. I'm extremely honored. Fuck, I am so glad this is done. <laughs> Not because I wanted to end, but I'm just so glad we finally got the chance to finish the episode. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Oh my lord. And we're still recording. Let's go. And <laughs> didn't cut out this time. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you, man. I'm nervous to see how many times I repeated myself because of the month break we took in between. <laughs> Not that much, actually. Okay. From what I heard on the way That's here. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me. Super My pleasure. I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll be on again in a few years, if not next a year. A few years? Oh, we got to do a follow-up. Come on now. When you're a firefighter and shit? No, when exactly, not if. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Alright, toodles, bitches. Bye.